What do you reckon he's doing? I mean, like, what is he doing? Has he just forgotten altogether that he said on, like, two days? It's only two days ago. I know he slept since then and stuff, but you know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> hang on, hang on. 10.7.5. Oh, I don't have the right OSX. Oh, no. Oh, no. Does that mean you can't do this? You can't do Twitch. You can't do Twitch. Nope. Brilliant. That's why I could do it, because I had it on the PC side, but I don't have it on the Mac side. Oh, no. Ah. 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 Yeah, well, let's let's get going anyway, and then when Chini turns up, we can we can bring him in and stuff. Yep. And then he can stream and stuff. If he, if he turns up at all, that yeah. is, because he may not even bother turning up at all. May not. May not. All right, so am I playing this? Yeah, let's just do it. We can't wait forever. Are you seriously talking about video games? Welcome, yo, to the veteran gamers. Juju. What else did you want to discuss? This guy's an idiot. Switch that console Hello and welcome to show 268 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, 268, we're feeling great! We are feeling, well, we will be feeling better if Chini were here. Be quiet, Chini. He is quiet. What do you mean? He is quiet. He's so quiet, in fact, we can't even hear him because he isn't just, he just isn't here. Two days ago, I sent an email to both of you guys and said, look, you know, I've got to work, unfortunately, on Monday now. Can we start at seven? And you came back and went, yeah, that's not a problem. Fine by me. Uh, Chinny came back and said, yeah, that should be okay. But obviously, it's not okay because guess what? What? He's not here, isn't he? So if it was okay, he'd be here. And that means we're not live on Twitch because I can't stream Twitch for my Mac because I don't have the latest OSX update. No, and I don't even know how you stream Twitch. So that's uh, not really uh, me. Chinny, we're desperate. We're nothing without you. Yeah, where's the stream and everything? And people are like waiting and stuff. And we're going to lose loads Sorry, of live everybody. listeners because you're not here. And, uh, I don't know what to say. We uh, just can't do it. I know. So I don't know. You know, he goes on the overseas connection. He remembers to turn up there. Well, but who knows how long he kept them waiting. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I guess. He might have been like, he probably turned up there an hour late and he was like, well, you've got to wait for the best person to come and all that shit. Maybe he feels like he gets a free pass now because he looks like Jesus. I don't think that's it. I just think he's, you know, busy with all his fancy pants stuff. He's not that fancy because he isn't here. I keep looking on Skype thinking, oh, yeah, he'll turn up on Skype in a minute. But guess he what? He'll turn up on Skype at some point. I don't think he will. I think he genuinely has forgotten again. Here, wait, this is not the first time a good way to put it. It's from Cabin Boy. Come on. Hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm waiting. Stop it. Well, well, well. What's on your mind, little girl? Uh, I realize that you are... Ah, whatever. It's David Letterman calling Chris Elliott fancy lad. Uh, fancy lads, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's Jenny. One of them fancy lads. Fancy lad with his with his friggin' alley spans and not turning up on time and deaverish moments. Yep. Here, wait, oh, I got yeah. more. Hang on, aren't you? 
Boy, you're cute. Okay. Gosh, what a sweet little outfit. Is it your little spring outfit? No. <laughs> you couldn't be cuter. You're so adorable. Oh, my. <laughs> you know what we should do? Shall we, shall we try and ring him live on live like, while we're waiting? Try, shall, shall I try and ring him? on Skype? Right, what I'm going to do, right, I'll put my phone on speakerphone and let's see if we can ring him, see where Ooh, he is. Yeah. Right, yeah this, this will be fun. Let's, let's do this. Kind of fun. Here we go. Ginny, that's who I need to ring. Right, let's let's ring him. Here we go. Ring. Here he comes. Here's a minute. Ring in a minute. Styling, he's styling. Oh snap! Let's see what we can do. I know you are all thinking of this. You were thinking about. Oh, 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 Look at that, what a diva. He seems like straight to his answer phone. What's all that about? Actually, we should have left him a message. Shouldn't we? I did leave him a message. It was, I'm so fancy. That's it. It won't be able to hear that, though, because it's only coming through my headset. Yeah, well, you should be able to hear it. It won't be able and to hear it. And this is for uh, Richard Webster. See, we just said that. Take it home with you. But it's Duke just That's said true. that. You just said that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, yes, I've I've been watching a old but new to me television series this week in preparation for playing time. a game. It's story time. Story, story time. If that makes any kind of yes, sense it makes perfect at all. Sense. So, so here we go, right? It's a game linked to a TV show, which I've been watching. So what TV show do you think I've been watching in preparation for playing a Metro game? Metro 2033. No, there's no TV show of that. Are you crazy? Um, Downton Abbey. No, there's no. What game is there of Downton Abbey? It's going to take place in Downton Abbey. Yeah, even if there was a game of Downton Abbey, what the hell would that would even be, be? Like Doom, you'd be shooting up people. Take that, upstairs aristocrats. Um, TV show based on a video game. No, 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 no. It's the other, no, it's the other way around. Dear Esther, wait, the no, they couldn't game. possibly make a TV show about that. <laughs> the video game is based on the TV oh, show. Okay, cops. No, but I've heard, right, I've heard it. Look, here's a clue. There are spoilers in the game if you haven't watched the TV show. So it's like, it's spoil the TV show. All right, here you go. I got a guess for you. Hey, would you like to buy a monkey? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's that's definitely not I give up. God, you're just rubbish at this game. Go ahead, tell us. Oh, game. There's a clue. Game is in the title of the TV show. Game of Thrones. There you go. Tell me anything about the game. I'm on total silence. If you start talking, I will hang up. Have you have you watched the TV show? Yes. Well, I haven't watched the TV show or played the oh, game. I thought you said you've been playing the game and watching the show. No, I've said no, no. You don't listen. <laughs> what I said was I've started watching a TV show in preparation. Oh. <laughs> okay. Do you see? Because, like I said, just so you've been watching season ago, one of the show. We are. Okay. Yes, we have just started watching the show. Okay. Season yes. one. Uh, because, yeah, like I said a second a second ago, apparently if you play the game first, it spoils the TV show because there are spoilers in the game from the well, TV show. That makes sense. So we're watching a TV show uh-huh. first. Preparing, I'm preparing. Um, 
I've got to say, first few episodes are a bit confusing. Yeah, it throws a whole bunch of characters at you, and you have to just try to grab on. That's what a lot of shows do, and I, I don't really have a problem with that, but it can be disorienting, no doubt. It did take a while, and, it, and even all the different locations, because it yep. you know, throws about four or five different locations in the first few episodes yep. as well. So you're trying to work out why are they there, who, where is that, what are they doing? Have you, have you read the, the book as well? One. Are you a big fan? In fact, right, I'm going to okay. be discussing George R.R. R. Martin at one of my presentations that's going on at the Writers' Institute at the end of March. So if anybody's in Wisconsin, you should come hear me talk about Between Pollyanna and Pessimism, I will be including a discussion of George R.R. R. Martin, the author of the Game of Thrones books. There you go. That'll be yes. cool. You are a nerd. It's true. Nerd! That's me. Actually... Talking of nerds, uh, Millie's friend Ellie today stated that people who play Minecraft are a bit sad. Why is that? Because they're sad people who play Minecraft, apparently. Don't make me break my foot off in your ass! Because we, we were talking about games, like playing games, and I said, have you, play, have you played any video games, Ellie? And she went, yeah. And she's like, obviously, same age as Millie, like 13. And I said, oh, what have you played then? She went, oh, I played that Call of Duty. Really? Right? So I went... Okay. All right. How was How was that then? And she went, "Oh, I was a bit rubbish at it. I was a bit rubbish." And I was like, oh, "Okay." And she said, "And then my mum said I wasn't old enough to play, so I wasn't allowed to play it anymore." Yeah. And I said, "And I said, well, well, listen, this it gets better." I said, "Well, where do you play?" "Oh, it's it's my brother's, right?" And I was like, "And guess what? what? Guess what? Her brother is a twin brother, so he's the exact same age as her, but it's all right for him what to the play." What? That's sexist. But that not sucks. for her. Well, it's sexism and sort of because he's a boy and sort of even though he's the same age, it's fine for him to play COD. But obviously she's a girl, so it obviously right, isn't. Um, and then she said, I played that GTA. I like that better. Yeah. And I said, is that because you can shoot people in the <laughs> face? Like the Downton Abbey video game. And I, I didn't actually say that to her. But again, she said, she said, but my mum won't let me play it because I'm not old enough. But my Ridiculous. brother can play That's it. messed up. You tell this woman I said she's an idiot. Now let's be let's be uh, honest here, right? He he is older than her by two yeah. minutes. So maybe maybe that's yeah, the difference. That two difference. minutes makes the difference. It does. It's huge. It uh, but then that's it. this is where the Minecraft came into it because then she said, uh, "But I I have got a game that I, that I like that I'm ashamed of admitting to, right?" And I said, "Okay." I said. <laughs> <laughs> what game would that be? And she said, Minecraft. I'm like, why are you ashamed? And she's like, because only Sado's playing Whatever. Minecraft. She needs to shut Fine. up. You know, you remind me of my niece, Sally. Lovely girl. She's she's a dietitian. So I said, well, I've got a great friend called yeah. Duke who plays Minecraft. And she said, not only is his name sad, but he's a Sado for playing oh, Minecraft. God, I feel like we're podcasting with Duke now. Well, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry you feel that way, young lady. You know you like it. I like it. What's the problem? Why do you have to like take what other people say as the definition of coolness? Real cool people do what they like to do, and they say, you know what? If other people don't like this, they can stuff old bub. Yeah, I mean, that's what I yeah. said. That's exactly I what the I said. I hate said, it oh. until you make it whack. Here, wait, I'll find that sound that's clip. And she said, and then she went on, there was more, there was more to this conversation, because she said, saddos and five-year-olds play, that's that's what she said, and I said, I said, loads of people play who aren't five, and she said, yeah, but they're 30. And? (laughs) 
And I said, no, this is this is the best bit, right? I said, well, I play, I like Minecraft, I play Minecraft. And she said, yeah, but you're not a saddo, though, are you? Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Hang on, I got this lyrics right here. Hang on. Love the hypocrites hating it till you make it whack swag and jackers, but my steeds ain't for the take. Love the hypocrites hate it until you make it whack. Where is Chinny? Where is he? What is he doing? A loser. I mean, we know he's not here, and he's not even on Skype, man. There's no sign. I mean, there is no, literally, no sign of yeah, Chinny. Here, I'll send him a thing on um, Twitter. Yeah, you send him a thing. Have you got? Have you got that? Whatever it is, not Snapchat. I have Snapchat. I don't know. Not Snapchat, the other thing. What's the other thing? WhatsApp. Have you no, got WhatsApp? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, where? I don't know. WhatsApp him. Yo, where are at? you? Yeah, where are you? No, where are you at? That's going to get it more of a response. Wait, do you think where you are? I don't know. Let's, let's uh, just before we move on, let's try ringing him again. Let's have another go. Here we go. We'll have another go let's at ringing him. And maybe this time, maybe this time we'll get him. Let's have a try. Here we go. He'll be ringing in a minute. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's ringing this time. It went to Ansfeld last time. Can you hear that? Here we go. It's ringing. This is like the wall. It's ringing. I know, yeah. No, it's still ringing. What a loser. No. Ringing. It's not even answering. This man is a loser. Oh, head up. Oh, right. Let's leave a message. Say he's a loser. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, hiya, Chinny. Uh, we're recording the show at 7 o'clock, as agreed. Well, it's actually not 7, it's half past now. Because guess what? You're not you're here. Loser. You're a loser. Yeah, you're a loser. That's what Duke says. You're a you loser. Me, huh? So, yeah, he can't hear you. He can only hear Tell me. So, you're a loser. Yeah, I've, I've told him, him he's a loser. Okay. <laughs> Duke says to tell you again you're loser. a loser. Because where the hell yeah, are really? you? Uh Anyway, we're going to go now because we've got a show to do that you're oh, not on. We spent half of not it here. complaining about how you're not here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've wasted time complaining about how you're not here and loser. stuff. You loser. Is, it, is there anything else in need loser. to laugh? Oh, yeah, you're a loser. Here we go. Loser. Loser. Right, I'm going okay. now. Okay. No, I'm not going. I'm saying to Chitty right. I'm going. Do you get that? I'm not. I'm not saying I'm going to you. Chimpanzees. I was a monkey. Oh yeah, Duke's playing the loser now, just to give you some idea. I'm just. I'm just recording a massive message now. It's like. It's. It's like a one minute fourteen message now. Put it in. He better listen to all of this message because he's a loser, baby. Hey, maybe you can put this in like the best of like show. Oh yeah, definitely better have this in the clip show. Yeah, it's definitely better have like the that's message. That's why it's the best. Oh snap! No, you did. Okay, that's it, right? I am. I'm hanging up on him now. So you loser. Where the hell are you? I've left him a sh- nearly, nearly. Hello, yeah. I left him a nearly two-minute message Ooh, and saying, "Burn, burn. Was. take that." He's definitely burned. God, that right, loser. All right, we need to move on. Keep, Let's talk about. I know. I keep checking. I'm recording the show because obviously, when Kenny does the switching, it's not. Would you like to buy a monkey? No, I don't want to buy a monkey. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I should, we should say we hope Chini's all right. I hope he's, you know, right. I hope he's lying in a ditch, clutching a grievous stomach wound. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awful. Um, the show just right, doesn't the same without the live chat room. 
It isn't. It is. It's weird, isn't it? Not having people chatting. I'm trying to figure out how we could do that without the show, but then they can't hear us, so it'd probably be p- pretty pointless. I yes. Um, before we move on, though, before we have got some announcements to sort announcements, out. Announcements! Announcements! There's no theme song for that. There isn't. Uh, first off, first off, uh, the sort of veteran gamers meetup date is organized, hey. kind of. Date. Uh, uh, the date is the 25th of April for Ooh, real. 25th of so April. That's Be there. And it's in in a place called Haslingdon in the north. And we need we re, ideally we need a minimum of 30 people to oh, come. Yeah. Yeah, like okay, four that's kind of a or confirmed, right? No, we've got 10. All we've got right, nearly well, 10. Not bad. We've got week. nearly 10 people going. And we've got, um, I'm just trying to remember now whether it's, I think there's about nine maybes. Uh-huh. So we've got a sort of, if we get the maybes, we'll have about 20, which will be pretty cool. So that's what we yeah. need. Um, yeah, we've got nine going and 10 maybes and nine others invited. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping, I mean, it's had 270 reach. So it's it's reached a lot of people and 47 views and 20 engaged and all that uh-huh. jive. So we need people to share this around. Oh, I mean, it would have been a good time. It would have been a good time to get it in the chat box tonight, and sort of people who are listening live who you know want to come, then we could get them yes. on and all that kind of stuff. But I'm guessing that's not happening because, well, Chinny's just not here. Uh, just all right, you know it. what? Look, we demean ourselves when we spend time whining and bemoaning his absence. Let's just move on, shall we? Okay, okay, we'll move on. Screw him! It's his loss. Screw him. Um. Yeah, so, uh, anyway, 25th of April at the Arcade Club, if you if you look it up on Google, you'll find it. And also, if you go to the Veteran Gamers Facebook yeah. page, uh, it's there. So you can say you're coming and stuff. So you can go on the page and you can click, yes, I'll yeah. come. And uh, hopefully, we like I said, we'll get about, th- we need at least a minimum of 30 to, to make it viable. Uh, and if we get 30, it'll be a tenner yeah. ahead. But the trouble is, there's a, there's a sort of a a minimum amount that he'll accept right. for it. And obviously if it's less than that, he still wants the minimum amount to open it so up. So it becomes more expensive for everyone else if we don't get the 30. It does, it does. If we don't get a minimum of 30, it becomes a bit more expensive for everybody else. You don't want to cost else. us money. Quit being slackers. But, but let's talk a little bit about what's there because it's big. Yeah. It's a big place. And... I know, yeah. I went down there last night uh, with Feng Chui, who is incidentally is coming. So, have you ever wondered who Feng Chui is? Uh, you can meet him. You can get to day. meet him if you, you come down. If you come down. And uh, yeah, went down last night and we checked out because it's a, it's the new bigger place. He's he's had this in the wings for a while, uh, but he's opened it up to the public now. And uh, yeah, so we went down to have a look. And I'm not kidding you, it is massive. It's not massive as in huge, but there's a lot of stuff in it. There's a lot of uh, original arcade cabinets yeah. in there. And I reckon I reckon that if we get everybody going on the day, we can get some little competitions going because yeah. it has got Mortal Kombat. It's pretty cool. If He's you, got and you also have, like, like high score of the day, you know, like see who does on Donkey Kong yeah. or whatever. Street Fighter. He's got Donkey Kong, Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Track and Field, Hypersport. They have Rolling Thunder? Um, uh, probably. Double Dragon, uh, Colin, Colin McRae Rally. Uh, he's got a lot of the twin, the, you know, like the twin driving yeah. games, you know, ones with two screens. So he's got quite a few of those oh. that we can have competitions what on. What about Robocop? Uh, um, he's, got, he's got Afterburner oh, original sitting. It's like cabinet. moving the thing around. 
Yeah, he's got uh, the the original Star Wars sitting cabinet. Yeah. He's got the the one where you sit on the motorbike and it leans from side to side. I can't remember what that's called. Motorbike side to side, I think it's called. Uh, Wonder Boy. Uh, obviously, he's got he's got a lots of of old classics. He even had um, what's the thing by uh, Llama Soft? I can't think what the hell is that. Tempest is it called? Oh Tempest? yeah, that's a classic right there. Yeah, it's got that as well. Sweet. An original Sweet. Tempest is. He has got a lot of... It's a big arcade. Yeah. It's a right big old arcade. And basically, your 10 quid entitles you to unlimited plays of everything in Sweet. there, including all the arcade machines and pinball machines. It's like, you know, if we went back in time till when we were six, it's like a wet dream we would have at six years old. Right. Well, it would be fun and exciting. Yeah, get, you, you know what I mean? Because you go in there, you can play anything you want as long as you want. I used to have my birthday party at Aladdin's Castle every year. We got turned yeah. up. And then, you know what's kind of cool as well? On the harder games, he's made it so you have more more than the minimum amount of lives. So if you normally get three lives, it's got like ten yeah. lives. So you don't have to keep pressing like new credits as often. He's got a lot of like twin shooting games, you know, with, with like light gun shooters. He's got a lot of those as well. So there's there's plenty of stuff to be played, apart from obviously meeting myself and Chinny if he bothers to turn up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so apart from much. meeting us and, and obviously other members of the community, you know... Uh, that's what you need to do anyway. You need to get onto the, our Facebook page at Veteran Gamers and you need to say you're going and then we yeah, can go. and people will and be that'll... like, turn down. And we'll be like, turn down for what? Brilliant. And, and I might, I might, I might be sorting out some little prizes for high scores and stuff oh, like that. Snap, on the day you well. hear that, so, people? This is going to be a proper oh, fun day with a gift bag at the end of it if you win. It is. It is. Uh, yeah, so I've got I've got potentially something lined up for that as well, which will be very cool, yeah. I've got to say. But again, unless people come, I can't yeah. do it. Got to get If there were just three people, it would be like $100 each, and that's not going to work. That's right. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what I played there last night before I go on to my normal game. Yeah, what you've been stuff. playing at this special place. So the first thing that really took me back, right, when when I was a teenager, uh, we went on a holiday to Spain one yeah. year, right? And in the bottom of the hotel, the only video game machine they had was Track and Ooh, Field. classic. And myself and my mates who were there, you know, if there was a rainy day, you know, a day where it was a bit rainy and not very, not very nice to go out yeah. and stuff, we literally just stood there all day and played Track yeah. and Field. Right, and, and by the end of the the holiday, we had like you know all the world oh, records sweet. for everything, and we were we were just like amazing at it, right? I mean, like really amazing. Like when we were doing the javelin, it almost went out to the top of the screen. It sound like that. Oh, it did sound exactly like that. Well, anyway, last night I went and there was one there, and it's got two player mode as well, uh, up to four players even, which was kind of cool. And I was like, oh, man, I love this game. I was, I was like, mega at this game. So there's me thinking, like, I'm still going to uh, be um, mega I'm going to get game. my ha-ha ready. <laughs> so anyway, right, I was like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm just going to piss this. Because, like, you know, back in the day, I, you know, I had all the world records on this thing. That's how good I was. Um, on your mark. <laughs> God, that's so funny hearing that. Like, last yeah, night yeah. hearing it was funny. That's, there you go. Uh, I, I still had it kind of. Yeah. I still had it kind of. <laughs> Meaning you came in last. 
I didn't come in last, right? But I didn't get past uh, the... Um, what did I get up to? I'm trying to think which, which event. I didn't even get to the end of the, the event. Yeah, I never got uh, the I, think I, I always sucked at the hammer toss. Yeah, no, I failed at yeah. the hurdles last night. The hammer toss is after the yeah. hurdles. So I failed at the hurdles twice. And I nearly, the second time, I was only like two one-hundredths of a second off qualifying, so I was really pissed <laughs> off. Um I met this guy there, and we had a few two-player games, and he, he used to play in the pictures where he used to go as yeah. a kid. So it was kind of cool, and we were just chatting and playing the game, and it was a lot of fun. And I could see us having a really good tournament on track and field on the day. That's if people come. So, you know, you need to go over to, to our webpage and, and sort yeah. that out. Uh, and then I played some Afterburner and decided, <laughs> fuck me, that's hard. That game is so difficult yeah. to play. I was just like, this is rock. Um, so I played a bit of that, and then another game, right? That's a blast from my past. Um, is Wonder Boy, and yeah. um, again, right? We used to have a pub where we lived, and he, every sort of maybe month or two, he would get a new video arcade machine in. And one of the ones he had was Wonder Boy, and again, because of the man, I get why. Because obviously as kids, right, you have limited funds, yeah. don't you, to, to sort of pay for video games and stuff. And um, again, we got really good at it. So like one 10p credit could last us maybe 15 or 20 yeah. minutes of oh, playtime because yeah. we got good at it. Uh, and again, being delusional as I was last night, I'm thinking that's fine. I'm going to be brilliant at this game because I, I was really good at this back in the day. You know, what could possibly go wrong? And again, I, I wasn't I wasn't very good at it. I didn't. I didn't yeah. do too well. Uh, but it was. I was still all right. You know, I was getting there. I was getting there. Uh, and then the last one I'm going to talk about. I mean, we did play other stuff, but the last one I'm going to talk about is Double oh, Dragon. Cousin again. This was in the pub next door. I mean, this was one of the one of the games that we we played uh-huh. as kids. And um, again, it was pretty good. And we played with Feng Chui in double player, and we had a lot of fun. And we got to the end and kicked the shit out of everybody and we're doing headbutts and kneeing people in the face and I was thinking god this game was violent oh, yeah. for its time wasn't it yeah. you know like throwing knives at people and, and hitting them with baseball bats and all that stuff and yeah it was good fun so yeah we need to get down there it's a lot of fun and it's a, like I say a big place and for your tenor not only do you get to play unlimited games but you get a, like a snack and a drink thrown oh, yeah. in as well you can have like a cup of tea a coffee or a can of coke and a Snickers bar, or Listen, even people, that, which is uh, kind of funny. In case you can't tell, Stu really wants you to come to this. Th- I know, yeah. Uh, the other thing that you up. should know, right? And, and this will mean nothing to you, Drew, but if Chinny were here, he no, might he- know what we're talking about. But they had wagon oh, wheels. Wagon right? wheels. Oh my God, I love wagon wheels. Do you know? You know what a wagon wheel is? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Got you going. <laughs> For one second, I was like, you know, wagon wheels. Well, basically, it's a large round chocolate biscuit, right? And it has like marshmallow Ooh, in the middle, good. and it's just coated in chocolate. It's quite good, but they're big. They're like big and round. I mean, that's what as kids were like, wow, wagon wheels. Um, but yeah, I went for a Snickers anyway, so that's what I had. So yeah, we're doing that. They've got a takeaway pizza place nearby, so we're gonna get some pizzas delivered in and all that kind of stuff for, for our uh-huh. evening meal, as such, you know. Take- so yeah we're just going to have some fun hopefully so uh, yeah we need to get people on there so get on there and do that stuff so that's the first announcement out of the way but oh we have got God, it's announcement time i know another announcement which is uh i pete friend of the show has a new position yeah, within what's the veteran that? gamers uh it's something like what do, you, what do you reckon we should call him i think 
community Ubermatch. lead or community coordinator or community manager. What do you think? Community what would you Ubermatch. say? Here? There you go. I like that. Well, basically, behind the scenes, unbeknownst to everybody, he's been beavering yes. away. He's beavering away, and he's been uh, creating a whole the new Ubermatch, forum. German forums. for overman, overhuman, abovehuman, superman, superhuman, ultrahuman, higher person, higher being, is a concept in the philosophy of Friedrich Nietzsche. There you go. So, yeah, he's been busy at work. He's created a whole hey, brand new forum. Check him out, people. Go to our website. It's veterangamers.co.uk, uh, and then at the top of the page, there's a link. It says... Uh, forum and I've changed the link to go to our new forums. Yeah, and if you just want to go to the forums, it's veterangamers.co.uk forward slash yes. community. So there you go. So you can do it that way as well. So you can do it either way, either way. Uh, but yeah, go there, register. You don't have to wait for no, Juicy Games. No, there's no more waiting for me at all. Well, that'll be until bots start oh, taking over. No but bots, hopefully that won't Pete happen. Put a bunch of stuff. You gotta make sure you answer correctly, and bots can't answer that stuff. You get the random weird people who just get employed to spam forums and stuff as well, so you can't yeah, get away well, from those. I want to thank everybody who signed up. ENW99, Pilch Reed, Rain God, Zippo, Step J, Tuscan 77. What? Well, Tuscan yeah, is one of the moderators, moderators, to be fair. So he's already on, he's already on there. I like our titles. Yeah, I've got to Overlord. Overlords, that's what we are. Well, now then. Need to, need to do some clarification at this point because, right, not only, and I know, I know we're not going to give Chini any more airtime because, you know, he's not turned up and shit, but uh, Pete sent out an email to all three of us saying, you know, can you come and sort us out so I can set you up on the new forums yes. and, Chini you know, set up. can't be bothered for... to go down and set up the site. No. He's not being, he's not set up. Tell you. He's, he's not in my good books this week. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Anyway, so there you go. That's announcement number two. So, uh, yeah. So get on the new forums and sign up and join in because we want these to be a lot more active. We're going to get some club stuff going and oh, different yeah. events. And um, Pete's going to be driving it forward to along with Tuscan. Take care stuff. of that stuff instead of just. Well, not only that, but I think, yeah, I think he'll be more active Better. and make sure that, you know, people are engaged and stuff, unlike us who just. By the way, there's been a news thing. report that I think explains where Chinny is. Let's listen. For 30 seconds. French police have said unidentified drones have again been flown over some of the most famous landmarks in Paris. This expert on military issues says it will be very difficult for the authorities to find the controllers. Since October, drones have been spotted flying over nuclear plants. No objects have been dropped and these drones haven't crashed into the ground. Clearly, they are being used by people who know how to do it. I think that's what Chinny is. Yeah. That's oh. definitely Chinny. He's secretly flying Not so secret anymore. Paris. Busted. Yeah, busted. It wouldn't be funny if someone listened to this and were like, oh, yeah, that's who really. we need to get. Let's go and arrest him. Yeah. <laughs> so secret detention facility right now. Anyway, um, yes, playing right. games, normal games. Uh, I have I have purchased Ooh, the Oh, there you go. I did it. Yeah. I did it, right, on Chinny's recommendation. And now Chinny's not here to talk about it. Isn't, isn't it, isn't no, it a isn't. great game, now, Stu? Isn't it just brilliant? Just love it. Well, let me just Stu, say... Is it better than Jesus, Stuart? It isn't better than... No, well, better no than it's Chini better is. than Jesus. Because he looks like Jesus and stuff. Yes. It looks like Jesus, doesn't he? You know? Anyway, um, so I had a look on the PS4, and it's like 28 The way to do improv is to say uh, yes and... 
Right. Yes, and. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> look, it was twenty eight ninety nine on on the PS4. So I thought, I wonder if it's a bit cheaper oh. on Steams. So I went on the Steams, and I think it's either twenty seven or twenty eight yeah. ninety nine on the Steams. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, no, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I don't. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to pay that much for this game. I don't with like six hundred dollars. So I had a look around the net, and I've come across a website which is kind of the grey market. I would imagine. I don't even know how to describe this place, but basically you can get very cheap Steam keys, but they send them you as a Steam oh, gift. I wouldn't trust that. So what? I, what I think. So what I think they do is they buy them in countries where the exchange rate's a lot better, so they get them cheaper. And obviously, then sell them on at a cheaper price. I don't. I don't know how else they do this. Sketchy. Uh, but basically, I went. It does sound a bit but sketchy, it but it worked. I got. Fine, I got to right? save money, so Steam's getting closed. But you and know, they do, they do give money to charity yeah, as well. Sure so well, that's okay. They, they give charity. So, uh, but they, I'll tell you the website because they do have an American Support version website. as well. So you might be able to sounds get yourself like taking advantage of shady stuff. I don't know whether it is, but anyway, it's called Kingwin.net. Or dot com, Kingwin. Um, I've I've almost picked up Dying Light as well because they've got that on there for twenty four uh-huh. quid. So so I was like kind of tempted with that as well. But anyway, the golf club I picked up for twelve pounds fifty, which is less I than half know. price. So I was like, nice. Uh, but yeah, I got the golf club for twelve pounds fifty. Take so that, I was like, developers yes, of a, a game nah, I want to play. That right there is a deal. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, I've I've played this game and. I've sort of divided between enjoying it and being mightily frustrated at yes. the same time. Because it looks it looks good. You know, there's lots of courses to choose from and all that kind of stuff. But I'm I'm really not getting on with the controls at all. That's and I've even been on the developers. I don't know. I've been on the developers' website, right, to find out what I'm supposed to do to... I mean, I can do 100% power shots all the time without it's any got trouble. A, uh, right. Illegal no burned version of the game. <laughs> no problems with any of that stuff. But when it comes to doing a bit more of a delicate shot or a lesser power shot, I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling. So I went on the site. Well, they've, they've implemented kind of two systems yeah, the in one. Three click or the mouse thing. No, no, no. Oh, there's no, no three click. There's oh. none of that shit. You either pull the mouse backwards and forwards, or I'm using the controller. You just you know what, use the analog stick game backwards on and Steam forwards. That's early access, and it's only twenty bucks, but it's got a lot better reviews than the golf club does. Yeah, has it? I'll find. Yeah. It. It's called. I'll go have ahead. To look for that. Then. But anyway, when I went on the oh, website, sorry, it's called right, there are two golf. ways. Yeah, there's two ways of controlling yes. the power, right? One is that you do a full backswing, and then your like front swing, as you would, is is slower, and that sort of lessens the power. Or you do half a backswing, and then faster on your downswing, and that does the same thing. So if you'd only do half a backswing and full power, it'll do 50% power. If you do a full backswing and then sort of half the normal speed of downswinging, right. it sort of. But they're both sort of they're at the same time so if you do one or the other you might sort of cock your shot up i don't know i didn't i can't i'm finding it difficult to get to grips with that i mean the first game i played i got about plus 20 plus 22 or something that's not too bad then second second or third game i got a plus two that's a big improvement so that so that was pretty good and then since then i'm I'm averaging round about plus 10 i guess is a normal round for me 
Average around around about plus ten or so. So I'm not I'm not improving and I'm not really getting much worse, but I'm not getting much better either. If that makes yeah. any kind of sense. Um, I kind of like the asymmetric gameplay. I think that's very cool. So if your friend's recently done a you know like a round on a course. You can just click on them and then you can just play them in that round and it'll just have obviously, you know, like we saw when Ginny was showing it last week, it'll just show the balls yeah. landing and stuff. So you can kind of um, see what they've played and you can sort of play against them in real time kind of thing, even though they're not playing at that time. So that's kind of cool. Uh, I've not managed to beat anyone yet, which is annoying. Uh, but everyone's beating mine, so they're like, oh yeah, your score has been beaten by such and such. So like, of course it was. Well, it was no plus twenty. Being stuck at a golf game. I know, I know. Um, so I do kind of like it, but I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. I like it, but I'm also frustrated with it because I like the game. I like playing golf, you know. And it does. It makes me feel, and a lot of people have said that. It makes makes me feel like when I play yeah. golf in real life. But I don't want to feel know, that way because of... I, I know that I would probably suck in real life. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm slightly better on this than I am in real life. I mean, I don't get me wrong, I'm not very good at that is, Isn't it a better feeling when you do get a ball in the hole than when you... I mean, you know, I don't feel bad when I get a, you know, birdie in Tiger Woods, but I know it's because the game is helping me out a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Someone, I was reading a review of the golf club, and someone said on it, like in the comments, that oh, it needs more stuff. You know, it needs it needs progression. It needs like you'd be able to unlock abilities and all this sort of stuff. But then it's it's like someone else said, and I agree with them. It's like this this purely is based on skill. Everybody yeah. is the same. The thing is, here's the you know, nobody has right. Any and here's sort what of I would advantage. say. It- there's no better way to start hating a game than to, ch- to compare yourself to other people. And, I mean, that's true. You can't do that to an extent when it comes to, like, Call of Duty or whatever. But, I don't know, If in a way, if I look at, you know, my kill-death ratio rather than, you know, do other people do better than me, other people are always going to be doing better than you. So, for me, the most fun to have when you're bowling or playing golf or whatever is to say, okay, what did I do last time on this course? What am I going to get this time? And, like, just try to get a little better than you did last time. Yeah, and I think, I think that's yeah. what I'm trying to do. But then you'll have one hideous hole where oh, yeah. you sort of, you know, you'll bloody lose, drop four shots or five shots on one hole, and then you're just like, ugh, might as well, well restart the game. And that happens. You, you, you're sort of almost compelled see, to that, do it. But see, if I mean, you have that people... out, then you're just like forever restarting. Because then you oh, I had a plus one, I better yeah. not. I don't know. I think that's a bad thing to get in the habit of. I know, but it's it's kind of easy yeah. to do, and um, you kind of find yourself doing it. Uh, the commentator is good. I do like, but I wish he had yeah. more lines. It, it, you know, there's a lot of once you've been playing it for a while, you do start hearing the same lines over and over again, and it's like I wish they'd have recorded. I think he's one of the developers as well. I don't think they hired anyone to do it because when I went on the uh, on the website to look at you know the gameplay and how right. to play it better, uh, he was commentating on that as well. He was saying what he did and how he did it, and I think I don't think they hired him. I think yeah. he's one of the developers. Because he was talking as though he'd made the game. He's like, when we made the golf club, we wanted to implement a system and all this stuff. So I think it's, uh, and it's definitely his voice. I'm sure it is. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, but it's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. I like it, but I'm not, I'm not blown away. I guess I need to start playing in the, the you know, the G14 well, to tournaments fun, or something. Yeah, yeah. But I am tempted with Dying Light. I'll, I'll, I'm waiting though. I'm sort of waiting Maybe and thinking get about like it. Maybe you get ten cents I'm on not, the cheap illegal stuff. 
<laughs> I don't think I'm gonna. To be fair, I don't think I'll get it any cheaper uh, than twenty four quid. You know, that's that's a pretty good price for that game. I know, but yeah, kingwin.net, give it a whirl, or .com, or whatever, kingwin, anyway, that's what it's called. Like penguin, right. but kingwin. There you go. Um, yeah, so I've been playing some of the golf club, and I quite like it. Uh, there's a there's a iOS game, and it's been out since 2011, so it's quite an old game, but they've, they've made it free this week, so I thought, well, I might as well get yeah. it if it's free uh, on the iPad, and it's called And Yet It Moves, And Yet It Moves. Um which is an interesting concept. So basically, it's like uh, it, the animation is kind of cool because you look like a paper character that's been cut out and put into the into the like the game. So it's like a black and white person, but they're like drawn with pencil. So they look kind of cool. Um, yeah, and it's it's like a platformer, but the the trick of this game is like to get to where you need to go, you have to move the screen around. Mm. So clock, clockwise or anti-clockwise to get to where you need to get I to. See. So that's kind of cool. And then he starts introducing new stuff. The further you get in, uh, stuff starts falling when you jump on it, and you have to slow yourself down before you hit surfaces. Otherwise, you just break into a million yeah. pieces uh, and stuff like that. But it's kind of cool. It's worth it's worth a play. I kind of like it. Uh, so that's called And Yet It Moves. Um, a, a while back on PS Plus, The Binding of Isaac Rebirth was the freebie. Oh, of course. Uh, I played of The this? Binding of Isaac. I was not into it. Yeah, it's like a twin stick shooter, but yep. with a person or a baby uh, weird, or something. Weird it's game. very odd. But the setup is sort of particularly well, yeah. weird. Because you get this little animation at the beginning, and basically his mum's yes. mental. And she's got this, like, god complex thing and thinks that God's yeah. talking to her. Uh, and I've got to say, it's, it's very odd. Like, his mum's a psycho sort of, you know mental illness yeah. patient uh, and she's going to kill him you know god right. tells her to kill him isaac, that's right? isaac. so that's what she's that's what isaac's going right. to get killed by his mum uh, so that's what she is. she goes does she get a knife from the kitchen or something to come and stab yeah. him to death or something weird something like that and so but he finds a trap door into the basement so he escapes to the basement but i'll be honest with you things don't get much better oh, down it's there a sick dude twisted game no <laughs> it is it is and and like it's it's sort of roguelike every time you respawn the levels are different you know in the way they're set out and there's different enemies spawn and all that sort of stuff but and like some doorways have teeth on them like metal teeth and when you go through you like lose health and stuff um but it's quite good it's quite good i quite like it i mean i know obviously you didn't get on with well, it, I didn't get on with the first I one like i haven't it. played I mean, rebirth but i know that it I think it's the same, but they've just sort of upgraded the graphics and made it look a bit nicer and stuff like that. I don't think they've changed a lot. I think there's a lot changed on it. Um, But it's good. I like that. But the game I've been playing the most of this week, and, you know, you know me, uh, Ginny, and he'll say, Ginny, he's not even here. What am I calling you Ginny for? You know me, right? I like to play new and shiny, cutting-edge games. You know, like, what's the latest thing out? That's what I'm playing. Especially if they have Japanese schoolgirls in them, then you're very much in favour of them. That's true. Weird and shit games are in my uh, my library as well. But I, I was like, I need something new, you know, something that's like, you know, I haven't yes. played before. Like Double Dragon. Like Double Dragon. So I was looking, I was looking through my library on Steam, and I'm like, what have I got on here that I've never played that I bought? You know what I mean? And one game stood out, and I thought, I've never played that, but I reckon I probably quite like it. And that game is fully stuck. I know that's Call of Duty, but it's the same basic game. 
Oh, yeah, it's kind of the same basic game. Yes, have you I ever have played, played Bulletstorm? Bulletstorm? Have you played this? Now, what's interesting about this, right, is I bought this when I had the 360 and I never ra- unwrapped the cellophane. You know, when I sold my 360 and all the games, when I took it to the smelly shop, he had to unwrap it to check that the disc yeah. was okay. So he took the cellophane off to check it and he's like, I know it's stupid and everything because it's all like sealed, oh, but I still got to do this. To <laughs> actually... after the fact. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, on a game that's worth like a quid <laughs> or whatever it was at the time. But no, he went to the trouble of unsealing it, checking the disc was okay and all that stuff. But I never played it, so I thought it's time to play this game. And I'm kind yeah, of impressed. Because I think the mechanics are solid. Yeah. You know, the shooting and the leash and all that stuff is really good. And they've got some really good guns. I like the guns. You know, I like I like the, the sniper rifle. It's yeah. ace. That you can, like, shoot and then aim it and stuff. I mean, it's yeah. so cool. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been kind of blown away with how cool it is. And to be honest with you, it isn't. You know, it's funny really. When when obviously this came out, there was a lot of sort of negativity and stuff around the dick oh, jokes and all that sort game. of stuff. It is, but there isn't that much of that in it. There's not as much as uh, and you know, I was expecting a lot more well, dick, jokes, just dick jokes. But, but it's just like I remember there being like flinging corpses around, and I mean, it's very very over the top. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, and I love some of the sort of stuff, you know, what's, you know, what the names of different yeah. kills are, yeah. you know what I mean? And that, you know, I just, I just like it though. I'm really impressed, and it's just a lot of fun to play. And I'd forgotten how much fun games can uh-huh. be sometimes. And I think playing Bullet Storms kind of reminded me what, what just playing a game for the sake of playing, you know, just for the the actual game, and not really that bothered about the story yeah. or stuff you know other stuff that's going it's just the, the pure adrenaline rush of just the way it works and mechanically how you play it and how you you know and this sounds awful but how you kill stuff well, no i mean that's <laughs> the whole I mean? game it's really highlighting creative ways to take care of enemies there's no doubt about it yeah and then you get obviously you get points for killing stuff and then those points can be converted into upgrades for yeah. your weapons and sort of to buy ammo with. So you sort of encouraged to kill stuff. <laughs> and some stuff's worth more than others. And you're, so you have and a, you're encouraged like little... to do it in creative ways. That's the other thing. Like it took a page Devil May Cry yeah. in terms of like being using variety and how you kill people. Yeah, and one of the criticisms that it got at the time I do agree with, which is there isn't like a multiplier. So if you, you know, like combine different things at the same time it doesn't give you double the points or treble the points or anything like that which would have been yeah, a cool little add-on you know it kind of doesn't do that um but it's really really good i like bullet storm a lot and i can definitely see myself playing yeah. this through to the end you know i've played a bit of this on twitch so i've done that as well you know i've been twitch streaming bullet storm and it's just fun to play it's just fun to play and and it, it makes me remember that sometimes people just make games just for the play yeah. of it you know, and these—I mean, these guys have have moved on now. You know, a lot of the, the uh, guys who are in People Can Fly did they did uh, Gears of War. Which one was the Gears of War that they did? Uh, Can't remember uh, the last Judge. one. I don't know. Whatever the last Gears of War game was, they did that, didn't they? And then they they reformed uh, in the astronauts. Some of those people, I think, and they made the vanishing yeah. of Ethan Carter. Oh, <laughs> so that's what they moved on to, which is probably about as different to bullet Storm as it possibly could be <laughs> i don't think it could sure. be more different um so there you go that's that's All it for me right. this week uh, so, well, no, i know so what have you been, been up to now, i would point out for the record that uh last week 
Um, Chinny made a big fuss about this, and so Stu and I have been very meticulous about finding video footage of the games we've been playing in order for us to broadcast them on Twitch. Oh, wait, there's no point in doing that if Chinny's not here. I've got to say, though, I mean, we're we're now at, what, ten past past eight, and he still hasn't turned up. It is a bit weird. it is a bit weird. So I do. I mean, on a more serious note, I do. I do hope yeah, everything's okay I mean, with him. And you know, well, no, bad I think happen. that goes without saying. And yes, we all hope that Chinny's just okay. And I, you know. Yeah. And anyway, he's still a douche. Anyway, moving okay, on. What have you been so up to? Minecraft uh, continues to catch a lot of my interest and attention. Um, there's been, like I said, two new restarts. So I've been hard at work getting set up on the PVE server. We set out a new city called New Valencia. And uh, so, yeah, that's been fun. And if anybody's on the Reddit PVE server or if anybody has Minecraft on the PC and they would like to build in New Valencia, give me a holler. Uh, Twitter at Duke Scath is probably the best way to get in touch with me. And we can hook you up in New Valencia and I can give you coordinates to where I'm at and where our friends are at. And you can come and build with us. Um, yeah, so you've been playing Minecraft, have you, whatever. Sado? People are going to hate. You know what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I play games that make me happy. You could play what you want to play and I'll play what I want to play. Um, <laughs> there's another server that I can't really talk about, I don't think, although they've said they're interested in getting more people in. So if you want to play on that one, let me know. Uh, I will contact the people who run it and see if they'll let you in. Um, but I've also played some other games too, games that I had never played before. I played two demos and then two new games. The first demo is called Project Zomboid, which is on Steam, and it is DayZ as an isometric game. And... I have heard it's got a of lot this. of really I've good reviews, but I was not into it because it's you know it talks about I think again I've said this before there needs to be a distinction made between crafting games and scavenging games because you can't I mean you can sort of craft stuff but before you chop down any trees you need to find an axe and that's frustrating because right. there aren't a lot of axes in the world when you first start so I had to use a hammer to try to take down a door inside the house I was in and then you know, you get like one plank for that. And in order to board up a window, you need to make like, you need to get like 10 planks. So it just felt like a slog. And I was just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not trying to do this all day. So I played it for a little while, but I just couldn't get into it. So, uh. yeah, I mean, some, that, that's sometimes the trouble of these sorts of games. They've got to sort of grab you from the outset, haven't they? They've got to. They've got to make it accessible enough that you want and to carry on I think it's the type playing. of thing where it'll appeal to some people, but it just didn't appeal to me for whatever reason, so... I don't know. Anyway, uh, Project Zomboid, eh, mm. not my thing, but other people might like it. Um, then I played another demo for a game called Tormentum Dark Sorrow. And Stu, I think you would really like this. You should give it a try. The demo's free on Steam, and it's a point-and-click adventure game, but it takes place in this really dark, kind of like inferno world where there's all demons everywhere and dead bodies all around and so it looks like hr giger designed it or they're very much trying to copy giger's style and uh yeah it's very interesting because the puzzles are pretty well described and um yeah you know it's the type of thing where you gotta kind of click around and figure out how are you gonna get the you know different levers to turn and whatnot and yeah, it's it's the game's not out yet on Steam, but the demo's out, and I really liked it. I'm looking to get this when it does drop because. So so let me ask: Do you have to combine a rubber no, chicken with not. anything? It's not. It's no, it's not, not my kind of point uh, and click. Guy tree bush or whatever it's called. 
island of Dr. Moreau, <laughs> Monkey Island, whatever. Anyway, Tormentum there Dark Sorrow, people should check that out. The demo's free. I don't know when the game comes out, but it shouldn't be long now. So, Yes, thumbs up on that one. And then thumbs down on the old tree. Uh-oh. The old tree, the old tree the is, is a Flash game that, for some reason, they put it up on Steam for free. And, I mean, it's... Oh, oh, whoa, whoa. Need to stop. I've just got a text message. Oh, my goodness. Let me have a look. I can only imagine this is off one person, so let's see what he has to say for himself. Just a minute. Oh. oh. A minute, it's coming, it's coming. Ah. Uh, yeah, he says he just says basically something's come up that's obviously you know there's, there's a, a reason, reason that he can't come. Well, we hope so. We have no, no. I know he probably is. He wouldn't. He wouldn't sort of you know let us yeah. down normally. So yeah. So so he's like sorry to let you down, okay. but he isn't. Well, he, thanks for the info, Chinny, and I hope everything works out okay. So you suck. Okay, yeah. so yeah. Uh, the old tree. <laughs> yeah, you douche. Uh, yeah, it's a free Flash game, and they put it up on Steam for some reason. And, I mean, look, it's not bad. It's about 15 minutes long, and the problem with it is... Okay, so here, first of all, it's one of these games... Okay, so here's, it's kind of a point-and-click game, but you don't move a character around. Oh, okay. the, it's, the main character is this little apple thing with tentacles, and it moves around on its own, but you have to clear a path for it. And you clear a path for it by just clicking stuff and manipulating the environment. And at first, it's obvious what you have to do because there's like, you know, debris in his way. You click the debris and then it moves away. Fine. Then eventually it starts getting like the screen is very dark and you have like a red dot. And you click the red dot and then nothing happens. And it turns out you have to click this other thing near it. That is apparently also a button, but you can't tell that it's something you need to click because it's also very dark. So at certain points, I ended up just clicking randomly on the screen. And that's just bad design. You should never be reduced to that state. I remember when Mist first came out, there was something in the instruction book that said, don't just click randomly all over the screen. The, everything you need to do is you know, clear enough for you. Now, all developers would say that, but the question is, is it really clear? And I think a lot of developers don't take the time to put random people in front of the game and say, you know, what do you think you're supposed to do here? Because the people who develop the game, to them, well, it's obvious what you're supposed to do. Or it requires a little bit of searching, but you'll figure it out. No! Some of us are going to end up just clicking all over the screen, and that's bad game design. So... The Old Tree yeah, is an example of a game that tries well, and the graphics are great, except they're too dark, and it's hard to figure out what you're supposed to click. That's not good. I mean, it is interesting. I mean, I think point-and-click adventure games fall into two, two sort of camps. There's a camp where the puzzles, like you say, are well sorted out, and there's some sort of indication of what you've got to do, but it doesn't explicitly tell you, but you can work it out, you know, and then you feel good about yourself because you did it. And then there are the other type of point and clicks where they just seem to make obtuse puzzles that make no real sense as to why that Absolutely. would be. So, you know, and, and that happens. It happens a lot because it's like they have, they feel they have to make it difficult, but the way they make it difficult is by making nonsensical puzzles that uh, have no relation to well, and to be doing. making it hard to tell like what on the screen is something you can manipulate or not. So, 
whatever. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's move on to the other game I've been playing because I got to give a big shout out to Hardly Dan. Oh, yeah. It's time for a shout out. Hey! Hey, Hardly Dan. Thank you for letting me play your Lord of the Rings Shadow of Mordor game. Yay! Yay. So you're doing I'm the doing family, family sharing, sharing thing, thing. Yes. And so he's, he's your new long lost brother apparently. in the UK. Excuse me, I just had a Apparently. fit of the yawning. Um, yeah, and it's great. So let me just let me ask you a question before you go into the actual right. game. How how do you set it up now with someone else who's you abroad? You have to and log sort of in stuff? on their computer, and they have to log in on yours. Right. So, okay. So how do, how do you do that then? So so he's giving you his right. password. Well, then I switch it right away. Ooh, ooh, that's a bit. I like switched dodgy. it right away. Yeah, no, yeah, yes. yeah. Well, I what's see. the option? Paying for a game? <laughs> Ain't in a app. Yeah. I guess. I guess. And because you're in different time well, zones, that's good, perfect, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's a lot of... And you know what? It was funny because he was on the other day and I was like, oh, I want to play Shadow of Mordor, but he's on. And then I saw, oh, wait, he's playing a non-Steam game. So he was playing Elite Dangerous. Uh, so therefore, uh, I didn't have any problems playing the game. It uh, all worked out. Right, yeah. I get you. So if it's, if it's not in your Steam library, you can still That's play right. a Steam game. I see. That's good. So Shadow That's of Mordor good. is a great game. It's very well made. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's the type of game where, you know, as with Assassin's Creed, you just you, you want to do just one more mission. And, oh, I'll just free these slaves. And, oh, I'll go do this outcast thing. Oh, I'll take down that boss. Oh, I'll do this. And, you know, I found myself having to, like, stop myself. Like, wait, no, time to do something else right now. Oh, that's a good sign, though, for a it game. It's a sign for a game. That you want to keep playing. Exactly. Now, the, the, the couple things that are annoying. First of all, the fact that the finishing move is the same thing as the stealth button is so stupid. But does he, does he go into stealth? Sometimes, yes. Like because if you're close enough to the enemy uh. you're trying to finish off, it'll... It'll just you'll be ducking down, and it's like, dude, I'm surrounded by ten people. I'm trying to do a finishing move, and instead, I'm just hunkering. Oh, duck down! It's so stupid. Yeah, so that can it be annoying. Be, when you that should be able to remap stuff. the two different. You know, finishing move ought to be a different button. And the other thing that's annoying is when you're fighting like ten enemies and you're trying to finish someone off, the other enemy can still try to attack you. So you have to block that other person while you're trying to do a finishing move. The point being that. With a lot of these battles, you can't ever do a finishing move until the very last enemy because there's always someone else jumping up on you. But yeah. those are pretty minor yeah. quibbles, and generally speaking, the game is very well made, and I'm very happy with them. I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, I'll tell you this. The opening scene – you've played this, right, Stu? I have played a little scene bit. scene where little bit. You, you know, your wife and child are killed, like I could do without the – Spoilers. Fine, whatever. The opening scene, your wife and child die. This is the motive. It's just at the beginning of the game. Blah, blah, blah. No, you're right. <laughs> whatever. Um, yes, okay, warning. Warning, warning, warning. It's a bit late now. Yes, it's a bit late now. Anyway, you could edit that out if you wanted. Right. I'm not going to bother. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> I could do without the snuff film, you know, watching the blade slide across her neck. Is that really necessary? No, it's not. It's just. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. A lot. Of, I mean, a lot of those types of films. Yeah, do but that, that doesn't make it they? necessary just because everyone else does it. Yeah, but you know, it's just the. You know, it's brutal, isn't it? This is what's happened. There are a lot of ways of showing 
you know, it's to make you, it's to motivate you to be, you know, for revenge. First of all, we don't know anything about any of these characters, so there's no motivation. It's just wife, I love you. Oh God, you're dead. The end. Like that's the whole. Yeah, but his wife's been killed. Even if you don't know the character, you know that his wife's been killed. That's pretty shitty. My point, however, Stuart, is there are a hundred ways you could show the wife and child dying, and they're all going to have the same exact impact because the point the point is the wife and child are dead. It's not a question of whether they died slowly, whether we saw the plate. Yeah, no, I don't agree. I don't agree because the more brutal that killing is in front of the husband, obviously the worse it is. I, I don't. I don't think that's well. I don't. For me, as an audience member, I don't have any reaction other than God. Why do they have to show that? What is the point of that? I don't. I don't get any more desire to get revenge when I see it that way. In fact, I get less because it just makes me think. Oh, they're going for shock value there. I don't think they are. I mean, that happens a lot yes, in movies. They're, there are a lot going, of movies they're doing it because it's shock value. Mm, I don't okay. agree. Well, anyway, I was turned off by that, and I think it would be a better game if they spent a little time developing your relationship with her and the son first, and then showed them dying in a less graphic way. What do you mean? You can you can uh, press a button to yeah. kiss her? Oh, deep character. You can press it. What's, uh, what's the matter with you, man? That's developing the character. It's like you know, they building the, the tutorial into. By the way, I've just I've just thought of a movie that that does that very same thing, and that that wasn't uh, you know depicted as gratuitous or that it shouldn't what? have happened. Braveheart. That I've happens in Braveheart. That, so the exact same thing. There you go, and that's a very sort of critically acclaimed okay. film. I haven't seen it. I can't say. Okay. Yes. Just saying. Anyway, um, yeah, the stealth is very, generally very good, and um, I'm learning the value of running away once in a while because I'm the type of person who, when I do these games, I feel like I have to clear out all the enemies, and then I, you know, then I can go and take a rest. But occasionally, when you're surrounded by 30 people, there might be some value in running off and then letting the, you know, enemy meter go down a little bit. So I'm learning. Oh, and I should say, uh, Richard Webster has been giving me some advice. I looked at a graphics card, and it's funny because Richard Webster had said before I bought my computer, he was like, oh, you should get this other computer. It's going to be a lot better. It's going to last you longer. And I was like, I don't have that money. And now the same amount of money he wanted me to spend above and beyond what I was going to spend, I'm now looking at graphics cards that cost that. So it's totally absurd and idiotic that I was not willing to listen to him back then. But – you now let me just be, be clear on this. You weren't willing to listen to You're anybody. Right. I was because I was not looking to spend more than I had set aside, and I'm still frustrated at the fact that I have to. But you know, it's it's different when it's in you know installments, right? Yeah, no, I guess I I, I get that, but you the like I kept saying to you before, the graphics card's kind of the most important bit of a gaming yes. PC. Fine. My point is this: I've been looking into it. And I opened up the side of the machine, and it's yep. a mess in there. Yep. I can't be, I can't figure out where to start. And everyone's like, "Oh, it's easy to upgrade your graphics card." No, it's not, not for me. It's not really. There's a wires. Is it? I mean, are the wires not tidily like clipped together? Yes, and all that there's sort of seventy stuff? different clips of wires. So if I want to figure out which group of a hundred wires for seventy different clumps, you know, yes, I could do that. Okay. There you go. For your now, graphics card, you don't, what, oh, you Eric, don't have you don't to understand mess. how easy it is. 
Just start you, going around no, 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 in there no, unplugging you, stuff. It'll be fine. You you don't have to mess with any wires really? for your graphics card. Really? Unless, unless it, well, it depends. It depends on the type of graphics card. Some just run off the motherboard. You don't need any additional I power know, source to but them. But what I'm saying is... And if they do, if they do, there'll just be a there'll be a spur um, socket coming off your off your sort of off your power supply that will just plug into it. So you you don't have to unplug anything else apart from your original graphics card, which is very See, easy. See, you're to do. saying it's easy because you've done it, so it's easy for you. It's not going to be easy for me. I'm looking it, at that stuff, it, and I'm getting nervous. I don't like that. YouTube, YouTube is no, your friend. No, it's not. It really this. isn't, Stuart, because. I don't. I'm not. I don't learn that way. I'm not gonna try to fiddle with something that I just spent five hundred dollars on and be like, "Well, I watched a YouTube video, so unplug, clip, clap. Oh, great, it's broken. It won't be broken. Won't Are you gonna broken, guarantee me that? You. Are you gonna pay me five hundred dollars if I break it? Okay, I'm not gonna pay five hundred dollars, but that. I guarantee. I guarantee that you'll <sighs> be able to change Unless you're willing to put five hundred dollars down, you you can't guarantee that. You will honestly. You will change it. You can't. You can barely damage it. You'll not. You, the chances of you damaging you it taking have your graphics vast card out. Underappreciation for my capacity to break things. So infuriating, Stuart. You. You can't. I can't tell you how angry I get when people insist that something I find difficult is easy. Because if I were to say to you, okay. "Oh, analyzing the uh, literature of Honoré de Balzac and his uh, comedy Human, it's easy." Would that annoy you? No, but that if no I said one's, that to no. You, because in anybody's capacity, that's not easy. See? This is what I'm saying. You don't find it easy, so therefore it's not objectively easy. No. I would say most average people with a basic sort of technical knowledge could so change a graphics card on a PC. I can't do it. Most I'm below people. average and I don't have any understanding and knowledge. Look, I, no, I think your self-confidence in doing yes. it is the problem here not the fact that you can't do it your confidence my in doing fear it is about issue. breaking something is the issue and you keep you the fact you keep it. telling me i won't break something it's not going to change my attitude i know you won't i'm done yeah. having this no. conversation when no, when I'm, i said just a minute you're just gonna, gonna just talk clarify i'm something. not gonna respond <laughs> sorry if i won't when i said youtube is your friend what i meant was if you go on and look you'll see that it's not as scary as your fault. Just go and watch someone change a graphics card and you'll see it's not very scary at all. That's all I'm trying to say to you. Not necessarily using it as a guide to doing it, just the fact that it's not it's not as scary as you think it is. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> or not. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, not only has Chini not turned up, but Duke has now gone you as well. You want to talk about something? <laughs> I've finished yeah, what already. Are we about next? I don't know. What are you, have you finished yes. what you've been playing? Have That's you got all I've been else? playing. Okay, well, in that case, let's move on to some news. Putting news first. Yeah, I mean, this week we've actually got time for news because Ginny's not here talking yeah, about like, the golf club for the Ginny being absent saying. I know, yeah. Yeah, because he normally, you know. We normally end up with like you know super fast news because like we spent so long. Fair, talking we did about spend what ninety minutes on that stuff. first part of the show. Yeah, no, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, right, let's let's chat. Uh, we haven't covered this. It's, I mean, this is something that's been sort of for a few weeks now, uh, but because of super fast Peter news, Molyneux? we never covered it off. No, no it's I'm nothing about Peter Molyneux. Basically, a lot of websites are now abandoning scoring systems. Uh-huh. It's me on the rid of our review of noises. Games. No, because the review noise isn't a scoring well, system. Well, sort of. 
It's not an out of ten or an out of five or anything like that. It's just a noise to uh-huh. describe the game. It's a game descriptive okay. system. Yes. You see? You see, that's different. That's different. Uh, but yeah, Eurogamer has uh, dropped their scoring system in the last few weeks. Uh, so that's uh, that's gone. Joystick, like before it got shut down, dropped theirs. So there seems to be a, a sort of change of heart. Now, I wonder how this is going to affect Metacritic, if at all. Yeah, Do you think, it'll you think make it's going to be a problem? Metacritic even for less reliable. Because right now, Metacritic already tries to do approximations of stuff. I don't understand why it's a problem that people use out of 10. I, I don't know. I guess they're just trying to sort of go in a different direction, aren't they now? They're saying, like, rather than giving it a sort of a mark, it's just either it's worth playing well, they or it's have, not According worth to this playing. article, they have three ratings. Recommended, essential, or avoid. Yeah, so they're just so, sort of saying. So what they're doing it. is, it's on a one out of three scale now. I guess, but it, well, it's not a number <laughs> though, it's is it? It's the same basic idea. You know, and is that, I mean, is that fair? I mean, we, pl- as you know, as ever, you know, and as the listeners know, we play a lot of games between us yeah. over a year, and some of those games have plus points, some of them have minus points. But can you articulate that into well, a number? My job, I could really. I mean. With student scores, yeah, I know, but that's different because that's scored on things like if they spelt things correctly, I'm assuming, or if grammar's right, Right, but there is an analogous situation with video games. In other words, if there are horrible graphics problems, then that's the same as spelling things wrong, yeah. But are they did do game reviewers score it on that basis? You see, because but they don't, because the difference is that when a reviewer scores a game, and as we know all reviewers score games differently and i'm guessing that to a certain extent that would happen in the in the education system i guess some sort of standardized way to review games well there'd need to be some sort of guidance wouldn't there because i I would guess that even though there might be a little variation in score if two different english teachers were scoring the same piece of work it would probably be it would and i mean the other the big difference is that we're not really evaluating art when we grade papers like we're just trying to do it in terms of technical correctness so it is different when people are reviewing books games movies whatever so in a way i don't like the idea of standardizing scores but on the other hand i don't know why having a written review that goes into a lot of depth is I don't see why it's a problem to put numbers on that. No, I understand what you're saying. But again, that number is just a very subjective score from one particular reviewer. And I mean, we see it all the time when we see the difference in scores for the order 1886 from the highest to the lowest. You know, there is a lot of variation. There's going to be that because that's the way different people approach that game some people it ticks all their boxes other people say well if i'm going to pay full price for a game it needs to be longer than seven hours which i find ludicrous but you know that's okay that's just you know that's how you develop a relationship with a certain reviewer and the reason i like metacritic is i can see at a glance what most people think about a game whereas if you don't have something like metacritic you have to read a whole bunch of different reviews to get a sense of how the world as a whole feels yeah, I mean this. I mean this is what Brian Fargo said from In Exile Entertainment. He said, uh, "He said my understanding is that websites either have a policy or not updating the scores based on future editions or Metacritic uh, won't update their rating even if they do." With that in mind, I would prefer. So what he's saying is basically 
Metacritic will only ever take the very first score they give, even if they revise it like later on, if, it, if they feel the game's improved. Well, so he says, with that in mind, I would prefer that the game insights use a summary system and let the players give it a score if they want. Games are more of a service than in the 90s and certainly more complex. The updated versions of games could be light years ahead of the original release, and that needs to get reflected somehow. Developers should be rewarded for continuing to support their game long after launch, and this goes a step towards doing that. So, I mean, this is an interesting sort of point he's making because it's sort of saying that the original release might not be as great as when they've patched it five or six See, times and this, in the future. I think that's a way of saying it's okay when developers release a game that's not done cooking yet. And that bugs me because with the early access phenomenon on Steam, we've seen a really common trend of developers saying, basically, we don't have a release date. We'll put our game out at some point and call it released, but you can expect that it won't really be much different than the, you know, 0.95 beta version when it comes out as 1.0. And I think that's messed up. You know, you wouldn't expect a book publisher to be like, this book's been published. Wait, half of the last chapter is gone. Yeah, that's coming out later on. Like that. Do you know, it's interesting you say that because, you know, with the event of sort of digital books sort of beginning to take a precedent over paperback books, you know, on Amazon and, and places like that and Kindle and all this sort of stuff. Um, you know, if I, I have noticed this quite often, if books get bad reviews due to punctuation or sort of spelling mistakes and stuff like that, because it's obviously not been yeah. reviewed very well, you know, when yeah. they've been publishing it, uh, they will go in and, and sort of update the version of the book and, and sort of put the punctuation right. So it does kind of happen but that's in books stupid, as well. And people shouldn't accept that. They shouldn't be willing to let publishers have free release dates. If you're going to put a book out, you need to make sure it's right the first time. We're talking about, you know, if someone wrote a 700-page book, yeah, there might be the odd spelling mistake or the odd punctuation error or something. Do you know, but then is that fair, though? If the book in itself is still good, just because there's a few punctuation errors, does that that make it a bad book? and I would not say that a book review that says a 700-page book with five punctuation errors, therefore, is a thumbs down. But to give it a 9 instead of a 10, sure. Because because that's what editors are for. That's what proofreaders are for. That's what quality control is for. And it seems like the games industry is saying those things don't really matter because we'll crowdsource all those things. It's game developers not willing to pay money to make sure that their product is good before it goes to the market. They'll say, well, we'll let the players figure out all the problems and they can tweet about them and talk about how angry they are. And then we'll just patch it and it'll be fine. That's not okay to me. No, I agree. I mean, and that's kind of become a common theme, especially in the last sort of six to 12 months, hasn't it? That there seems to be a lot of games getting released that are not necessarily broken, but they're not in a state that you would consider a complete finished product. You know, and it's, it's really odd because, you know, a lot of people, and this, you know, and this sort of saddens me slightly, uh, you know, a lot of people had issues with Evolve yeah. on the Alpha, you know, and it was an Alpha, and, yes. and people keep calling it a, a beta, but it wasn't a beta. The original thing they released was an Alpha. So it was a very early build of the game, you know, it was working, and they had issues, but the reason they did that was to ensure that when the game right. actually did right. release, and it was fixed. And that's a good way of doing that, because they weren't, you know, did you have, you, had to, you had to pay to get in the Alpha, or was it? 
See, because no, no, that's the totally way to free. do it. Because then totally it is a form of sort of crowdsourcing things, but it's not making people pay for the game and then saying, okay, well, we'll fix it later. So, yes, I would agree with you that that's a good model of doing that. But what saddens me is it, I think developers, after what happened with Evolve, will be reluctant to do that because it prevented people buying the, the full version of the game because they thought that well, it was going to be that's broken. that's short-sightedness on the part of players. And I think that's evidence of... You know, I think we, in some ways game developers have trained players to think that, you know, what you get in an early release is basically the game with a little bit of fine-tuning. And that's clearly yeah. not what happened with Evolve. Yeah. No, it isn't, because when it did release, it does work. And it, I mean, and, and interestingly, in a, in a sort of six months of games where lots of games have come out broken and still aren't fixed properly, you know, Halo being a being a sort of example of that and you know and sort of assassin's creed to an yeah. extent you know you know this this came out working you know and and you know and that's as a result of the alpha and and then later right. the beta and that so, they had you know to ensure that stuff was working as it should be when right. the full game right eventually and there's a sense released. in which people will say well when you release a game you you know any version of that release is sort of the first time players get to see it and therefore they think of that as sort of the release time yeah and i don't and i don't think that's the case at shouldn't. all and i just feel yeah i feel a bit sad i feel a bit sad that, that it was it, you know people based their opinions on yeah. a very early alpha i think the problem that they had though the way they advertised it was that it was this big thing you know like the big alpha yeah. and all this sort of stuff and and i don't think that helped the cause because it made it sound like it was it was like almost like yeah. a demo of well, the game you know what I mean? Rather than just sending out emails and saying, look, you know, we're doing this alpha. Uh, if you want to participate, we need you to do that because it's... And even if they said, you know, b- you know, bear in mind whilst you're playing this, it's still broken. And the reason you're playing this is so that we can ensure that it's fixed and working, you know, functionality properly when it re- when it releases. But I think they were a bit sort of rubbish at uh, sort of explaining what the alpha was Well, for. and there's always a danger. I mean, uh, most games, I think most AAA titles don't have an alpha release which I think makes it very risky for them to do that. If they had done it as a beta, I think people would have, you know, had more of a willingness to be patient with them. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean, but people were calling it a beta right. or a beta regardless. Right, you know, but my point is, if they were planning on doing an alpha release and then a beta release and then an official release, I think that's risky because the beta really, you know, people assume that the first time they see it as a publicly playable thing they're going to expect it to be pretty close to what it's going to be. And maybe that's not fair, but that's the way people have been trained. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I mean, interestingly, I mean, my take on this is I'm... It's funny, really, because I do look at Metacritic at the scores of games, but I'm getting to the point where I don't take as much notice of them as I used to. So I don't think I would be upset if Metacritic went away. Well, I, I don't think I'd be bothered about that. Yeah, I, again... Would you? You know, it gives me a little. Uh, it, it's not the gospel score of this is whether a game is good or not, but it gives me a sense of the you know the world of reviews says in a nutshell this about this game. So if I'm looking at Steam, there's a lot of new games coming along all the time, and if I'm interested, if I think a game looks cool, I'm going to look at the Metacritic reviews, and I'm just going to say, okay, real quick, if the Metacritic score is at 30. I'm going to be like, I'm not going near this game. You know what I mean? It does not deserve my money if it ends up with a 30 on Metacritic. Chances yeah. are. I mean, there are probably yeah. some games that I like that have a 30, but not many, right? 
the world, the, 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 the hive mind tends to be pretty good about giving crappy games very low scores on Metacritic. On the other hand, there are games on Metacritic that have good rankings that I don't like, which is fine. But it's a good sort of first glimpse of what the world thinks of a game. And I'll be honest. Yeah, I guess. The, the same is true about so. the Steam ranking system because I'm I'm only playing games on Steam. Like I don't really play my PS3 and Xbox 360 at all these days. So when I look at Steam reviews, you know they have the little thing where it's even color coded. If you're if the game has you know positive reviews right at the open, you know when you click on a game, it'll have those little you know preview images in the movie and whatever. And then over on the right, it'll say a short description of the game. It'll have the tags, and then it'll say user reviews. Uh, positive, mixed, or negative, and it will say overwhelmingly positive, somewhat positive, you know, mostly positive, and then it'll have somewhat negative, mostly negative, overwhelmingly negative. And if a game has mixed, I will actually go and read the reviews because a lot of times people will be like, "This game isn't long enough," and I'll be like, "Whatever, I don't really care about that." So I'll look at what people say in their reviews, but I think that aggregate is useful to me because it gives me a first. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, interestingly, Evolve is a case in point yeah. for this as well, because on Steam yeah. currently it's mixed the reviews for it. Do you um, know why that is? Mm-hmm. Do you? Go ahead. Yes, I know exactly why it is. Because the vast majority of the negative reviews for this game are because of the DLC yeah, structure well. that they've got. You know, when they released it, they had about 15 different versions of the game with 15 different things that you got and weapons be fair, that's and a pretty all this dumb weird stuff. Do. It is a pretty dumb thing to do, but to me, I'm I judge this yeah. game on the game and how it plays, not on what you get or don't get, depending on whether you buy different yeah. stuff. For I agree. It. You know what I mean? I mean, and to be fair, let's be honest here: there are twelve lots of DLC. Uh, the last available. line of the Wikipedia article says, "At release, Evolve launched with forty-four different paid DLC." Yeah, yeah. There's twelve now currently That's on crazy. Steam available. You know, and that, and that, and I think. You know that's, but that's not the game maker's fault. That's the yeah. publisher's fault. I know what you Give mean. And I, so I, look, I would be okay if they had, you know, uh, I don't know. It seems to me like maybe you could have a different score for DLC. Yeah, I, well, I don't think the scoring it on the DLC, the scoring it on well, the fact there was a lot of is you could have a score DLC. about like the base game, and you could have a score about, you know, the stuff that you could add on, additional parts of the game. Yeah, but that. No, but that's, they're not scoring it based on that. That's like saying they're scoring it, you know, you can either score it based on the game or on the stupid decisions well, the publisher but made. But some don't know about that. You know what I mean? And that, and I think I think as a as a sort of player of games, you know, games should be just judged on the game, not on the stupid stuff that publishers yeah, do but after if, it's But if released. a game came out where it was like, you know, DLC Quest, right? If a game came out where you literally couldn't go backwards unless you bought DLC, well... Are you including the DLC or are you including just the base game? No, and, and to be fair, I mean, what I mean, we went to obviously the developer yeah. talk on this at EGX, and he, you know, made it clear that that you can't pay to win. You know, that was his biggest thing. You can't pay to win on the game. And even though you could pre-order and get the other monster, even though you wouldn't be able to play as the monster, you could still hunt it. So it wouldn't make any difference to your gameplay and experience, apart from the fact you wouldn't be playing as yeah. that particular monster. Do you know what I mean? And and that's what I think that's what annoys me. And the most of these DLCs are weapons and you know skin packs. They're all skin yes. packs for different things. You know, so you just make your monster look different or your hunter look different. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I just think, like, 
doesn't bother me. Why is that a problem I, for people? I don't know. If you're not interested in a DLC, just don't buy it, but don't negatively score a game because there's 15 skin packs available at launch. What difference does that oh, make to you as a player? I agree. All right, that's 20 minutes on one news story. I think we better move on to another news story. Okay. Yeah, uh, GTA 5 for the PC has been uh, delayed geez. again. Yeah. Now yeah. what? So for the third time, it's been pushed back, and now it's set for release on the April okay. the 14th. Why? It says, uh, this, is what, this is what Rockstar had to say. Yeah, go on, give me an accent. I'll try and do a chini even uh, though he's um, in there. Go on. Boston. Give me an accent. Boston. Hey, our apologies to PC gamers worldwide who have been counting down the days until the launch of this <laughs> game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a funny accent. No it's nowhere near Boston, Boston but it's fine. Like. Go ahead. But a bit more time is needed to ensure that the game is as polished as possible. And to make certain that both heists and the GTA Online experience are ready to roll. That's what I'm saying, baby. Let's roll this fucker out. I don't think you actually <laughs> said that. Anyway, as a gesture to our thanks for your understanding, we will grant anyone who has pre-ordered this game an additional 200 Gs in the game cash to use in the old GTA See, now that's Online, how it's done. Baby. Rockstar is showing us the way. This is smart because they don't want to put out a broken game. Good call. Better to delay it than to put out a broken game. And they're giving people a little something-something for, for supporting the game before it's out. There you go. Right? Well, only if you pre-ordered it. Only pre-ordered it. You'll get 200,000 oh, in-game cash smart. extra to use in the online. So there you go. So, so it's delayed again. So anyone waiting for that on PCs, on the PCs, We'll have to wait till April 14th. They have released another 15 in-game screenshots just to show you how cool it's going to look when you finally get your hands on it if you've got a PC with a mega yes. uber setup to run it. So there you go. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Steam have announced now that there are over 125 million Steam accounts yes. active. 125 million. That is a lot yes. of Steam accounts, isn't it? Um. So basically saying the PC market was for a very long time a shadowy nebulous thing. It was almost impossible to track down just how many people were playing games on the system, uh, where they were playing and what they like. I mean, it's interesting, really, because when I think about when the 360 originally launched, PC gaming was kind of like it only had a few games on it. You know, there was like big sort, you know, first person shooter stuff. But it wasn't easy to do, and I agree. Back in the day, it wasn't to be a PC uh-huh. gamer wasn't easy. Uh, and I do think that Steam has made that a totally different marketplace. Now, without, without Steam, Steam I don't PC think... gaming would not exist right now. I think it would exist, but I think it would be well, very yeah. niche. I... You know what I mean? It'd just be like MMOs, like World of Warcraft, you know, and first-person shooters, you know, and Counter Strike would yeah. still be around probably. You know, and things like that. But I don't think it would be as big. And I don't think as many mainstream games will be being released on PC simultaneously as yeah. they are on consoles. You know, so I think it's I think Steam is, is an amazing thing that has really changed the no face doubt. of PC gaming. Um, yeah, so basically it says, now that Steam is as close to a universal platform as we're ever uh-huh. going to get on PC. Um, you know, because who hasn't got at least one game? Try, next, try Origin. For? We can... Yeah, we can get very, very close, essentially, uh, especially since Steam likes to track your purchases and demographics so keenly, and that number, 125 million active accounts, is enormous, even when you take into consideration that some of them are second or duplicate accounts. Uh, In case you're having any sort of trouble conceptualizing a figure that big, let's see what it is. So there are estimated 126 million people in Japan, 
121 million in Mexico. Germany only has 80 million. The UK struggles with a lowly 65 million. And Australia somehow functions with just 23 million. Imagine every single person in Japan, for the tiniest baby to the oldest of the old folk, was a Steam account. So in real-world comparisons, I'm doing it for you, how about this? Only two video game consoles in history have sold more than 125 million units. Uh, Any ideas what they are? Xbox 360. No, not a chance. Uh, The PS2, PlayStation 2, and the Nintendo DS. So there, which makes sense. Everybody and the dogs had one of those, haven't they? Uh, so the next time you're wondering why how many gamers these days go for straight for the PC, not even bothering with consoles or handhelds, there's a big reason. Why? Sure, it's easy to launch a game on PC, but there's no, also the fact that you're selling into one of the biggest gaming markets on the planet. Yeah, I, I mean, so it's, I don't know, as a gamer, like, for me, it's cheap and easy. Like, I, you know. I mean, look at me. I've managed to pick up a Steam key, whether it's not. kosher or not, uh, for the golf club yes. for £12.50. You know, that I wouldn't be able to get a deal like no, that on the console. And you can't really get it on Steam. I wouldn't but, be able you know, currency manipulation. Well, obviously did, some way or another. Some, some <laughs> yeah. grey market thing. You know, and, and potentially buying Dying Life for 24 quid, which, again, you wouldn't be able to do on the consoles unless they have some sort yeah. of sale or something. You know, so there's, yes. there's a lot to be said. And that being said, uh, here's another reason uh, why PC gaming and Steam's are good. So a little segue there. Uh, because Capcom uh, took out co-op from Resident Evil on the PC yeah. version. So it was available on consoles. You know, if you wanted to play local co-op, two people on the same console, you could do. Uh, but they, they had it in the description on the PC version. But when people bought the game and started playing it, Dude, it wasn't what the heck? there. I know, so there was a lot of people pissed off and Capcom apologised and said, oh, really sorry, we never intended it to be on the PC version. We're really, really sorry that this has happened, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Um, so what do you think happened once this, I think this went down? someone demanded that it happened. No? Nope. Nope. Well, people probably did, but they were just yeah. went, yeah, piss off. So that didn't, that didn't work out. What, what, what Some might sort of modder added it. Absolutely. So modders have already... Added local co-op back to the PC version yeah. of the game. Win. So there you go. So the company offered refunds to customers who felt burned by the mistake. So they did Here try wait. and do good. Uh-huh, so burnt. it said, look. So if you'd pre-ordered the game and also you felt a bit uh, let down by the fact it wasn't there, uh, you, you could get a refund. And it didn't seem Capcom didn't seem interested in patching it down the line to make sure you got it. So the modding community picked up the ball... And, uh, yeah, well-known Resident Evil modder Fluffy Quack. Quack, quack. Fluffy Quack is a great name, though. Uh, debuted an early look of his co-op mode today. And remember, Revelation 2 came out on Tuesday, so it only took him four days to sort it out and add it into the game. So impressive stuff. Uh, though it's not completed yet, players can mess around with local co-op by downloading Fluffy Manager. Uh, the usual caveats come with downloading such software, and it's probably a bit buggy, etc. But it's, so there's there some go. amazing stuff that people do oh. on that sort of thing. I don't know. There's a GTA San Andreas co-op thing that they've you know multiplayer mod, and you know of course Skyrim's got some amazing mods going on. The modding community for that is just unbelievable. Yeah. So did you did you see the one? There's one come out this week on Skyrim, which yeah, is a pirate. I, I, mod. I'll be honest. Those ones that change the whole game don't really appeal to me much but here's what i'll say i think those things are evidence of you know organic non-coercive you know non-for-profit 
activities that prove that people who love a thing who are willing to put a lot of work for it, even though they're not getting paid. And this proves the the lie of the whole idea that, well, capitalism is the only way to get things happening because, you know, people won't do stuff unless they get paid for it. Well, that's not true, obviously. So No, it's not true, but I do also feel like quite a percentage of those modders, uh, modders out there are kind of potential game developers. Maybe, but a lot noticed. of them are doing it just because they they want to see a thing happen differently in the game. Yeah, like like our yep. friend Big Bad Daddy, for instance, Rich, who yep. made the hunting mod uh, for Skyrim. You know, and he just wanted that exactly. in Skyrim, and he made it. So it's cool. Um, yeah. Now, as you know, as you know, as gamers, we all like special editions of games, don't, don't we? We like those steel books, special and, you know, extra, you know, statues, and you know, things that come extra with you. You know, like poker chips, for instance. You know, well, lunch yes. boxes. But that was only because I got it like way <laughs> after the game launched for like five dollars. I know, I know, but you like, like it, though. You don't, I don't, do like don't, my Vault Tech lunch box. I very much like my. I got it right here. You hear that? That's a lunch box. Because it's sturdy, it. like it's actually useful. I hear it. It's not just something that sits on my desk. Yeah. Fallout now, is... it's funny you should say that because it is true that some special editions are more yes. useful You're than others. You're about to tell me one that's not at all useful, for instance, For instance, as we know, Chini, Chini has got the Spartan helmet edition of Halo 3. You know, so he opened his helmet and the game's inside and that's cool. So, so he's got that. Now, interestingly... As we know, Dying Light for the console was delayed uh, by a few okay. weeks, you know, over the sort of PC version. Yes. It was, it was delayed. And uh, in the UK, Game, which is our version of GameStop, I guess, uh, Game is a series of stores, have one very special edition available. It's only one in the whole world. It's a very limited this edition. edition. Yeah. It's a very limited edition. It, it, there's only one of it. So how much do you think? I'll not tell you what's in it yet but how much do you think this very very special edition of dying light 500 will set pounds you back? 500 pounds keep on thousand pounds what? keep on going five thousand pounds keep going no there's no keep way going any... you're gonna have to go a bit you're gonna have to go oh a bit further than this a hundred thousand pounds five hundred thousand pounds what, what is it called slightly like half have it have it, it, it with a house? on the nose it comes with oh, a house funnily enough twice. it does ridiculous <laughs> it's 200 it's 250,000 thing i've ever pounds. heard in my life and it's called the dying light my apocalypse I, edition i have which too much money a edition. house it includes a house so to be exact it includes four steelbook copies of the game professional parkour what? lessons so you got lessons to 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 you know become a parkour expert Exclusive merchandise and a custom-built zombie apocalypse-proof house. <laughs> That's so stupid. This is I, I'm, making, I'm getting mad hearing about this. So here we go. This this is no one's bought oh, it yet. By the way, it's still available. I would fly off the show. But here's is any this is now the most expensive special edition because there was another special edition. I can't remember what game it was for now, but it came with a car. It came with a brand new sort of yeah. like supercar, one of the racing games. But you know that's kind of useful, I guess. Uh, so anyway, here's the official blurb. What what um, accent am I doing, doing now? Doing French. French. Aha! Wee oui, wee. Oui. That's that's kind of French. Here we go. Uh, when your life is underlined in an apocalypse, it is best to come prepared. Sure, that's uh, is great. Is that French? I don't know. It'll do. Uh, the Dying Light of My Apocalypse Edition uh, lets you do just uh, that. 
The centerpiece of this one-of-a-kind edition is a fortified zombie apocalypse-proofed house that will be built to order by UK-based Tiger Lug cabins. The house comes fully equipped with all living amenities and also includes an upper deck with vantage points and an escape hatch. Arsenal storage for weaponry and of course a living area with TV, Xbox One and the very latest surround sound system to play Dying Light on. The Mac Apocalypse Edition will also include a zombie survival focused parkour lessons from Ampi Sound, maker of Dying parkour per video, a custom merchandise and an additional in-game perks that will let you kill time while your world around you mercilessly falls into a zombie anarchy. Whatever so ridiculous thing. The fact that they even offer it is just horrible. I hate those people. You see, what what I find weird about this, right, is I can't believe, right, I can't believe that to build what's essentially a log cabin, right, with a couple of levels in it would cost anywhere near £250,000. You're not paying for their work. You're paying for the novelty of it. And the fact... Well, I guess, I guess, but no one's going to pay. I mean, once you get into that kind of money, no one's going to pay £250,000 for the novelty I wouldn't of say it. that. I'll be interested to see if this well, ever gets sold. Rock. Because I think, I think if they'd have made it a more sensible amount, say even if they'd have made it 20000 for instance, I think there'd be a chance someone would buy that. For twenty grand. you get your little log cabin that looks like a zombie apocalypse shelter in your garden. You know, which has got stuff in it that works and it's people cool. People are thinking rationally. That would kind of make sense. Anybody who's got two hundred thousand dollars is not thinking rationally. Well, it's more like it's nearly four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's crazy amount. Anyway, so there you go. So if you want to get your own personal zombie apocalypse shelter and four and copies of the game bonuses. for two hundred and fifty grand, <laughs> go to go to game.co.uk and you can buy it there. So there you go. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. Here's the thing, Duke. You yes. know when you're playing games? I'm playing one right now. You're playing games. Would you would you say that real life choices influence what you do in the game? So for instance, okay, uh what basically researchers have found is that they say how we re role play in a game depends on many factors. At times the character on the screen is directly influencing the decision making process. Other times uh, there may be subconscious motivating factors that we don't comprehend until much later. Samantha Blackman broke down one of these following the discussion about Life is Strange. In the game, it's possible to report a crime to the school's principal. Uh, Blackman never considered telling the principal a decision informed by her life experiences. For other people, it wasn't even a question. Of course you tell the school. Uh, so she says, so someone asked how many of the podcasters had chosen to report a student to the school authorities. And while some people had and some people hadn't, in the end, everyone except for me had considered it. And then I thought about why. I especially remember thinking that being a snitch in this game was probably going to end badly and that I could probably fix things better uh, than an ineffectual administrator. But most importantly, I remember thinking about the authorities never help you. So that would be a waste of time. Uh, as we talked about it last night and I began to process, I realised that my choice had nothing to do with the game and everything to do with me as a person, and more specifically a person of colour. While non-minority parents get to teach their children to go to the police if they ever need help, minority parents have to teach their children to steer well clear of the police whenever possible because the possibility for things to go horribly That's wrong okay. is extremely high and the possibility of actually getting any help is almost non-existent in the end, yeah, not worth the risk. I mean, it's that that says how, yeah, our society treats different people, different backgrounds. But yeah, that's a good point. 
I must admit, so, I mean, you do. I mean, when you play a role-playing game, do you, I mean, do you do you tend to I play tend to as play a goodie, as a goodie or a And I think I know what they're saying. Like it, it, it often is. You know, here's the thing. The idea is that you can ideally trust the people who are going to be there to help you in the game. But part of the psychology of the game developer is that you have to be able to figure out how the game system works and that's true about life as well so this person saying you know as a person of color i can't always go to the authorities because you know there's a lot of dangerous elements there and we saw that with michael brown and whatever you know that's some people have to think that way in real life as well but it's so much more so in a game because there isn't any kind of like across the board experience you know what i'm saying it's as if you were you know, every time you play a different game, it's as though you're living in a different city and the police force in one city might be worse or better than the police force in another city. And you have to try to figure it out all over again from scratch. Yeah. Unless it's a GTA game where yeah, pretty much well, everybody's bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? People are usually bad. I mean, I mean, it's interesting. And especially I think with the sort of sort of prevalence now of more story driven choice making games, you know, where the choices you make influence what happens on screen more effectively than yeah. it did in the past. Do you know what I mean? I think, I think it's interesting because games have, have evolved a lot, haven't they? You know, when we think back to games in the past, you were just kind of a passenger along the way watching what yeah. sort of unfolded. Whereas I think now, you know, with the event of stuff like The Walking Dead video games and, and the stuff Telltale's doing... It's sort of evolved to a point now where you do feel that the decisions you're making influence the game, even though it's still kind of pre-ordained. Right, and again, as I said in in the thing that I wrote, how I fell in love with the video game character, you know, you basically have like two or three branches that you can really choose how something goes down. Mostly, it's one character will either live or die, or you'll go to, you know, we don't even have it going to one city instead of another. You know what I mean? There's never been a game where it's like, well, we, you know. At this point, we have to decide whether to go to Boston or London, because they would have both of those, you know, yeah. half the game twice, and they can't. Yeah, and you can, and you can't have that unless all that, those different variations right, are programmed exactly. into the game. You know, until we get to a point where games do become right. completely dynamic, and the fa- and you can do that, you know, where it's sort of. It'll allow you to decide exactly, and the game's almost programming right, exactly. itself as you're playing it. Which isn't likely to ever happen in any time soon. Oh, I hear you. you And I think this, you know, and that's fine. And that's why, but but I just want to make it clear that we shouldn't lose our minds over how free and open these games are. Because they're free and open to an extent. Like, we have some ability to choose how the game proceeds to an extent. Yeah, it's true. I mean, but that, again, another segue now, and and I'm not sure whether you're aware of this, but Lionsgate has invested in Telltale. Did you know this? Yeah, Lionsgate. And they're going to put out what they're calling super shows. Super shows. And the way these will work is that they will release a game episode and a TV episode at the same time. And if you play the game episode first, it will affect what happens in the TV episode you watch. And if you watch the TV episode first, will affect how your game plays out. Interesting. Huh. So, now I have no idea how this is, is exactly going to work, but it does seem to be kind of an almost 
progression, yeah. doesn't it, between this almost marrying of TV and and sort of video That'll game be a very and choice making. Thing to see. But again, they're gonna. I would imagine now. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, we've just talked about how branching storylines work and the fact that each of these has yeah. to be programmed in. Is this going to be the same for this TV show? I'm assuming they're gonna they're gonna film different sort of outcomes for stuff that you've you know decided in the game. And obviously, when you watch your version of the TV show, it will alter in to correspond with the choices you made in yeah, the game. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do that. I mean, they have to film like twice. Yeah, they'll have to film all the scenes three or four times, won't they, for different decisions yeah, you could make it's in like, the game? Sort of. But then how how would how would they do that as an actual TV show? How would you make sure you got the right version of the episode? I don't know. That's really weird. I I mean, it's an interesting idea. I don't have a lot of confidence that it'll really work well for a compelling experience. But it's like Choose Adventure, but on a TV show. Yeah. But obviously, you'll have already played an episode of the game as well, which will complement the TV show. I I just I don't I don't know how this is gonna work. I, I, possibilities, I like it. but I like it's idea. very it's also a lot of possibilities of making it like a gimmicky dumb thing. I mean, the former in addition to that, the former EA boss John Riccatello has has actually joined really? Telltale as well. On, yeah. When has EA yeah. ever gone wrong? Ties. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 Yeah, John Riccatello is on the board now for this sort of new venture and stuff. So, I don't know. I I like the idea. I like the idea of watching a TV show that you feel, even though it's probably you know superficial, but you feel that you've affected. Yeah. Something. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'll give it a chance. I'm skeptical, but you know, things happen. Sometimes the stuff turns out. I mean, Lions. I mean, let's let's be honest here. Lionsgate have, have sort of put out some really good, what good TV shows. Uh, Weeds, right. Orange Is the New Black, uh, The Hunger Games as films. Oh, yeah, I know they're movies. You know, like so they're, they're, good they're making movies. There's no doubt about that. So you know, this I think this is an interesting development in gaming, and I'll, I'll, I'm interested yeah. to see where this goes. So that's uh, that's kind of cool. Okay, so yeah, that's that's happened. Uh, that's happened. Uh, we should pay some respects. Lemon ne- uh, yes, Nemoy has died. Lemon Nemoy has died. Yeah, eighty-three. Although I'm a bit pissed off at William. Of course, because he's a dork. Say. He's a. I mean, what did, ha- what did he do I mean, with regard I, to Leonard I, Nimoy? Like, I don't know this. Uh, well, basically, he said that he can't attend the funeral because he's at a charity ridiculous. ball on the day that it what happens. A- and I'm not being funny, right? Charity is important, not, right? I'm I, not saying I, that going. it isn't, but if you're one of your best friends has died, you would make sure you paid your respects and attended his funeral, no matter what else you were doing. You know, so I, I do uh, feel quite strongly about that. I don't think that's right that he isn't attending his funeral, you know, because, you know, don't get me wrong, he made nerds yes. cool. Do you know what I mean? Back in the day. I mean, because he is like kind of almost yes. the original nerd, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of sad, you know. Dude, if you uh, watch um, respect, so. the movie about, uh, what's his name? Oh, my. The Star Trek dude is always saying, oh, my. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's uh, a long time since I've Sorry, now i got to figure it out. i got to see who it is. Whilst you figure that out. Um, sorry, yeah, sorry. There's some George interesting Takei. news here for you. There's a about him. It's really All good. Right, yeah. It's called um, To Be Takei. And it's just really funny and really well made. And that li- really gives you a glimpse into who uh, William Shatner is because he's a 
Jack asked to uh, George Takei as well. So that tells you everything you need to know about George Takei. Or about um, uh, yeah, that's good. What, Kirk, I hate him. Yep, you hate Kirk. Anyway, and there you go. I know. Yeah, this is an interesting bit of news for you, Duke. Dota Two has a super. That is news. I've never heard base. that before. <laughs> yeah, Dota Two. And interestingly, of those 125 million active accounts on Steam, 40 million of them yeah, play Dota well, Two on a regular basis. That's that's an impressive yeah, number, isn't it? Just... Um, yeah. And it sees that 25% of those players have averaged over 750 hours of gameplay. Oh, there you go. So a quarter of those 40 million, so 10 million people, have, have played over 750 hours of Dota, which in itself is a Pretty massive impressive. number, isn't it? Uh, and it's also, it's also seen rapid growth over the past 12 months, growing from 24 million in Feb 2014 to over 40 million this month. Dude. Dude. It's almost doubled yeah. in 12 months. So it's increased by 85% in the past 12 yeah. months. So there you go. So you're one of those people. So I just thought I'd you know, let you know. Let you know. Um, I don't have 750 so hours. So, no, but even the, even the medium to low users of those 40 million have averaged three hours of it. You know, average well, three hours play. That's me. As you, yes, you've played, played more, more than, than three, three hours. hours. You see, the medium to high is averaging 25 hours yes. of playtime. Well, I got more than that. So there you go. You got more than that. So you're sort of sort of yeah. medium to top, high to top. So there you go. So Dota 2. It's big. It's big. A little bit of super quick news, because obviously Chinese not here, but we'll do that. Uh, the list of PS4 anniversary winners has been deleted by oh, mistake geez. in Japan. <laughs> So the so, so the list of anniversary players they did this huge competition to win uh, 20th anniversary editions of the PS4 and then they've deleted that list and they say it's completely unrecoverable so they can they have no idea who they should have been sending out these consoles to now if I was one of those people I'd be well pissed yeah. off now <laughs> now I don't know whether they've been sort of contacted of course they I'm can't how they are haven't. they going to contact them they don't know who they are. Yeah, no, like I guess they hadn't, on, you know, but they might have contacted it before. Sony, they must it. just not trust Sony with anything anymore. Sony, come on now. Yeah. Talking of Sony, though, they are still committed to launching Drive Club PS Plus Edition. Apparently, they're still working on that to get yeah. that out there. So, uh, there you go. Uh, the Division, you know, that's coming yeah. at some point in time, is to get a public alpha. So, that's getting the public alpha. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So, and uh, yeah, Life is Strange episode two has oh, been geez. delayed. So there's a shocker, I guess. Yeah, there's a shocker because as we all know, you know these episodic games that are meant to come out once a month or once every two months or whatever, they always make it out on time, don't they? they always make, they it, always out make it out on time. Always make oh. it out on time. So there you go. So I think I think that's all the super quick news. Nope. I don't think there's anything else. I don't think there's anything else. So there you go. Uh, so at that point, uh, we are going to move on to emails. We have got one email for this week. Oh, that ruled. Uh, and this email is entitled "It was the best of times. It was the worst it was of the times. The worst of times. Taking you it stupid on the shit. monkey." Taking it on the chin. He says, hello again, hello. veteran gamers. Hello. Uh, Chini was right about my last email. Fable 2 did not come out on the original Xbox, but on the Xbox 360. 
just for some reason, I thought Fable 2 was one of those cross-generation games like Hitman Blood Money, Just Cause, and I think Tomb Raider Legend. Actually, Fable 2 was quite a long way into the sort of 360 generation before that came out. It didn't come out near the sort of launch of it. It was quite a way All I remember is that it was a good game. It was good. Uh, Do you know what my favorite things about that game was? When you played it and you activated everybody else who was playing it on your friends list and stuff, and you had all these little globes of people floating around you in the world. So what they were doing in their game whilst you were playing your game was kind of cool. It had some cool stuff going on. Anyway, he said, uh, this got me thinking about new games for the older systems like the Xbox 360 and the PS3. Do you think it's time for Sony and Microsoft to only release games on the Xbox One and PS4? Or is there still a case to be made for releasing new games on the current and previous console generation? Well, I think that, you know, the game, the people who make the game systems want to get people to buy the new ones. And if they keep making games for the old ones, then we're less likely to do that. I think there is that. And I think also, if they keep on making games for the old ones, i.e., making a game for the xbox one but making a version for the 360 at the same time there's there's going to be a diminished quality in my opinion on the xbox one version or ps4 it unless unless like quite a few developers seem to do and they get another development but what i'm saying is you could conceivably make a totally different game i don't mean just making a gimped version of the one that's available on the xbox one i'm talking about like you know they make a different game for the vita well, make a different game for the Xbox 360. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, I, don't, I, I, don't I don't know. Do I think, think this I think... whole, again, like this notion that you have to constantly upgrade and like new is always better. I think there's something to be said for letting people continue to play games on older systems. I think there is, but I think if we're going to get the best out of those systems, then developers need to concentrate solely that's fine. on those systems. I don't systems. really have a problem with that. You know what I mean? If we're going to get the best games on those systems, then they can't be making a version for the for the PS3 or the Xbox 360 yeah. at the same time. You need to concentrate solely on the system that they're on and the architecture on that system to make it the best game it can possibly be. So there you go. So yeah, I think I think the sort of you know it will get less because like you said they want people to upgrade so eventually they you know and we're seeing it now i mean like the order 1886 and you know there's a few quite a few other games coming out this year that are just aren't on the old systems like uh dying light for instance i don't believe is on the 360 or the ps3 either you know so we are starting to get games that are solely for the you know the new generation or the current generation of console and pc uh, anyway, he says, um, personally, I have enough unplayed and unfinished games going all the way back to the PS1 to keep me busy until at least 2016. But I know some people only want the latest and shiniest games to play. That would be me. Uh, on a totally unrelated subject, although I have been enjoying Bulletstorm, as I said earlier. On a totally unrelated subject, I've been watching lots of the USA-based paranormal investigation Ooh. TV shows recently. I have had no ghostly paranormal encounters myself, but a close friend and a family member both swear... They've had such experiences. I was wondering if any of the VG team had any belief in ghosts nope. or the paranormal. Or if they have had any experience which defied everything rational or an explanation. Sorry, Stu, but sleeping in the same bed as Chini yeah. just doesn't count. Uh, cheers from Derek Sainz. So, uh, Ch- uh, Duke, have you ever had a ghostly no, experience? I have. I've had two. I've had two of these. I've had two of these. One one was kind of more ghostly yeah. than the other, I have to say. 
One was kind of more ghostly than the other. The first one was when I was a teenager a long time ago, and we used to go uh, stealing okay. conkers uh, from a conker tree like that was next to the vicarage in in the little village where I lived. And uh, one day there was me and my mates, and we were all up there, and we were like throwing branches up. And uh, obviously we were on farmers' land, so we shouldn't have been there. We shouldn't have been there. I know, I know. So it was, it was, you know, we we we'd get in trouble and stuff. Uh, anyway, we're throwing these branches up, and then my mate sort of. I didn't actually see it, so it wasn't it wasn't me. It was my friend, and he said he was like, "Run, run! There's someone there. Run!" So we so we all legged it. And I was looking around. I couldn't see anybody. You know, I was looking around like wondering what the hell he was talking about. And we legged it. You know, legged it. There you go. That's a good Lancashire phrase for you. We legged it. I know. Which means run very fast. And uh, anyway, when we sort of got back to the road, I was like, "What?" I was like, "What were you talking about?" I didn't see anybody and he's like yeah he said did you he said did you not see that weird bloke and i'm like what weird bloke and he's like there was some bloke and he had shorts on right well this was in the autumn so it was really cold right? so I was like, what what are you talking about who's going to be wearing shorts in this one and he's like the the oh, guy i'm like what guy? the guy he's like and he was convinced right that there was this guy with shorts on right so i was like i'm like what do you mean by shorts right and he was like well you know the, he said they were weird he said they weren't like proper shorts he, they only came up to his shins right so i was like right so anyway since obviously since i've got older and reflected on it i, I can only think you know, and he said he had like a shirt on as well, like a short sleeve shirt in these shorts, right? I can only think that it was like a dude in like three quarter length pants. So who knows? Who knows what it was? But you know, that was that was kind of weird. And then the the other time was I was working in a rest home a long time ago, about sort of you know twenty years ago, and I used to start early. I was sort of in work at about half past six, seven o'clock, and I came into work one day. And I was um, walking down the corridor to to get changed, and obviously he used to pass the residents' rooms. And as I was pe- passing one of the rooms, I heard a very distinct voice um, saying to one of the residents, quite a young-sounding voice, saying to one of the residents, like who was called Edith, uh, just going, "Edith, Edith," like they were, you know, like right. they were just waking them up. So I didn't think anything of it. It was it was very normal. There was nothing sort of you know spooky about it. It was just sounded like someone waking someone up. Went and got changed, came back sort of down past the dining room where the sort of night staff was sat. And I, and I sort of just happened to say, you know, who, who's who just been waking Edith up in a room in a while? No, well, one. Edith's been dead for 20 years. Right. Right. And I said, what? And, and so I said, you know, I heard this sort of voice. And uh, anyway, they went down to check. There was nobody there. There was no one around. So we've absolutely, no, you know, up to this day. But it, the weird thing about it was that it wasn't weird. It was just like a very normal voice, as though it was just somebody waking yes. somebody up. So there you go. That's the that's the only. I'm trying to think if there's any other. The only other ghostly thing, where again, which wasn't me, which wasn't me, but the, um, a friend of mine. He worked uh, in this place where they had like a, a separate building to the main building, and he was he had to go and unlock it in the morning. So he walked down to the building to unlock it, and it had like a glass door. And he had like a waiting area. And as he as he sort of got to the glass door, there was a little old man sat in a chair in the waiting yes. area inside. So he was like, and, and again, he said he just looked like a normal little old man. He didn't look like a ghost or anything. He just like like a person sat there. And he was like, who's let him in at this time? And what a stupid thing to do. So he said, as I started to unlock the door, the, the little old man got up, walked towards him. Right. And then turned the corner into into another area yeah. of the building. And he said, I was like, what a weird thing. Why, you know, what's he doing inside? He said, and I went inside and there was just nobody there. 
There was no one anyway, so there you go. What's going on? I know, I know. Um, so there you go. So that's that's kind of that email, and we have got one more. So I'll do this. I'm ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? Uh, and this one is entitled "The Golf Club and Egg Timer." Ooh, egg timer topic. Oh yeah. So this is from Dale Garrity, and he says, "This is says hello." to the gaming veterans of veteran Hello. gamers. Hello. Uh, first of all, the golf club is good. It's very good. It's a shame that I'm shit at it. That's kind of how I feel about it. However, I am slowly improving each round I play and can recommend that it has a solid golfing experience. And can I say thanks to Ginny for opening my eyes yeah, to this game? So there you go. So. Yeah, well, you can oh, say it, but he's not going to hear it until he hears this show. As for the egg timer topic, what is your favorite breed of dog and why? Uh, I don't think I have a favorite breed of dog. I like a lot of different kinds of dogs. Labrador, American. Wait, you've got one of those. You've got one of those crazy dogs at the I moment, haven't you? Crazy dog. Those are cute. Cross between a Crocker Spaniel and yeah, a Poodle. Cute. Okay. I know what a Cockapoo is. There you go. Um, I've I've never personally owned a dog lived, in my Stuart. life, but but if I did own a dog, right? I think that you should, if you have a dog, you need a proper dog. Uh-huh. What's a proper dog? Right. And what I mean by a proper dog is like not one of these fucking little tiny yappy things, right, that bites your ankles. You need a dog that looks like a I big dog, mean. you know what I mean? And and it, I, I think, right, that I used to have a next-door neighbour who had a boxer, uh, like a boxer dog, called Bruno. And the reason it was called Bruno, right, is because it was named after Frank Bruno, the boxer, Right in England because it had it was white apart from one black patch on yeah. its eye, so it kind of looked like it had a black eye, and it was just kind of a crazy dog. You know, it just used to run around slavering all over everybody, and I just kind of liked it because it was like enthusiastic and it was a bit stupid, and it used to do stupid stuff and it got knocked down once and it sort of rolled down the road and it just got up and shook yeah, it off like nothing dog. had happened. And, it was tough. It was tough. So I think if I had a favorite breed of dog, it'd be boxers because I just kind of think that they're a bit stupid looking yes. and they're, they're kind of funny. So there you go. This question can serve no I don't know whether, anymore. And I don't know whether Chini would have a favorite dog, so I don't know. Uh, so thank you very much for that. And we we have got, I mean, on the new forums, we have got some new members and the new members of oh, Lester's Egg Time are topic questions on there, so... Oh, so yeah. we should do some of those. Egg, 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 egg time topics. I'm totally just guessing on this three-minute uh, thing. The, the f- yeah, the first one is from Rain God oh, yeah. Zippo. And he says, hi, all, I'm Brian. So, hello, Brian. Hi, Brian. And uh, he likes Jaffa cakes. But is it a biscuit or a cake? Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, what he'd like to hear the guys talk about on the podcast is uh, what is the best film tie-in game? If of there, there is, is one. one. Um, oh, God. Well, I know Quantum of Solace, of course. Yeah. Of course. What else? What else, oh. what else is it going to be? Um, the only one I'm aware of that's a die because there are some games based on films that like are good. Like Quantum Solace. Like, yeah, like Quantum Solace. That aren't necessarily a film tie-in game. So things like Chronicles yeah, of Riddick. Yeah, I've played that, but I've heard that's, about that's it. That's meant to be pretty good. You know, but it's not a direct correlation to the film. It's just based around the character from the film. And the other one would be oh, obviously yeah. Batman. Oh, yeah. Arkham Asylum. Recent Arkham. Which, again, isn't based... 
yeah, isn't based directly on a film, but it's kind of film related and and obviously Batman related, so that's kind of cool. Um, the, the a lot of the Lego games are pretty good. You know, they're always pretty good. Like you know, Lego Lord of the Rings and Lego Harry Potter, and they're they're totally based on the films and story, and they always yeah. work pretty well. So so a lot of the Lego games are good. Lego's Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, so there's a lot of them that, that and they're they're actually good games. So that so I guess they yeah. would count. And the only other one I can think of is the Wolverine game. There was a Wolverine game that yeah, came that out. Yeah, that was a good game. Pretty I agree good. with that. That was pretty good. I can't. Can you think mm, of any others? Some of the Lord of the Rings games are good. Shadow of Mordor again isn't really. No, I know. But again, it's not like. But, but some of the ones on that the were directly related to the game, like Two Towers, was a good game. It wasn't amazing, but it was good. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Quantum of Solace. Funny how they we ran out of time just as I ran out of things to say. There you go. Perfect. Perfect timing. Uh, and then Tuscan has not left us one at all. He just said, uh, I don't Jeez. have a question at the moment. I don't know how we, we talk, how do we talk about that. Next. How do I keep getting uh, out of my so pen? Kind of this it. sucks. Now that's kind of it. Apart from um, I think there were was it was there another new member yes, on the several, old actually. side that had a question? So you need to do those because I can't Jeez. get to there anymore without uh, needing it. Uh, well, you've moved it. You've you moved told it me to. I'm just playing. I know. Okay, so um, Mike's old cars, I think, is one of them. Hang on. on I need to get out of this thing. Go on. Have a look. Have a look. Get out of this oh, thing. Oh, I'm what, in a, a Minecraft <laughs> server. Okay, so who are the new members? Uh, The League 1861 and Nick's 21 and Mike's old cars. Okay, so. Yeah, which all of you need to go to the new uh, new okay, forums. So what other interests do you have you apart registered? from gaming? Go. That's Mike's old cars. Oh yeah, Mike's old cars. He likes Ugh. geocaching as well. Yeah, I like him. Yes. Geocaching is good. Whatever. So anyway, what was, was his question? question? What, what are your question? interests other than gaming? Oh, what are your interests? Hello. So, <laughs> Hello. I thought you were saying oh, something that he said. What are your interests other than gaming? What are my interests? I like uh, roller skating, as most people know. <laughs> I've uh, been today. I love roller skating. Uh, when we have the, by the way, <laughs> by the way, when we have the uh, the meet up, skates the if, whole time. if people want to go, if, if people want to go roller skating after the meet up, that can be arranged. That can be arranged. Yeah, we can go roller skating after the meet up on, on the evening if if people want to go roller skating. Yes. So I can arrange that. Um, what else do I do? I, I like a lot of walking. I like getting out and about. Uh, cycling. I go out. I have a mountain bike. I go out on that quite a lot. Uh, reading. Uh, I like reading. I like watching films. I know. Yeah, I like watching films, TV series. I'm into you know telly shows and stuff. I'm into most like media stuff. You know, I'm into yes. most like media stuff. Um, I don't. Think, I think that's about it, really. And the geocaching thing, I do occasionally. I don't do it as much as I used to, but I do. I do geocache right. occasionally. I go hunting them down. Um, and I don't. I don't think there is a lot of, of other stuff I do. Uh, that's that's unusual. It's not unusual to be stew and talk for a long time. That's right. And and obviously the right. podcasting thing. You know, we do that. We do that. Well, uh, Jude, what about uh, you? I have edited a lot of Wikipedia, but I haven't done that in a while, so it's not really on my list of current activities uh obviously i like to write and i like to grade papers and i am an activist activist. involved in a lot of political stuff doing the east timor solidarity work so there's that playing video games oh wait uh yeah and i do a different podcast (laughs) called the didactic singcast somebody hasn't heard that check it out and also what's the other thing people should do buy my book 
Alright, that's the end of that. This conversation. Yeah, anyway. So what's next? The other two members have not signed up yet. So they will go sign up on the other uh, site before they sign up here. Well, I guess it's just shout out the time. Speak then, pipe. Then the hell out of here, really. oh, oh, yeah, we did get one speak pipe. Oh. Very speak pipe! It's the way to leave a no, message no, it's for crap. us. And it's 27 seconds from some dude. Hello. Um, this is uh, Gamer Boy 85 and I just want to leave a speak pipe about how great Chinny is and I think Chinny should be the best person in the world and should be promoted to the president of Earth. Thanks. Bye. Be quiet, Chinny. Mm, very suspicious, very I have suspicious. to say. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure that's real. Do you think that's real? Yes. I don't know. I don't well, it's real, as in a real thing, but I, I have a feeling yes, I know that person. Yes, talking about how great he is. Yeah, that bloody chinny. Well, he's the way you're real, even like the closet. He yep. can't bother to turn up, and then when he does, he turns up on a speed pipe pretending to be somebody else. It's time for a shout-out! Hey! All right, I'm first. We got new members shout on out. the forums, but this is the old forum, so they're going to have to re-become new members on the new forums. Sorry, folks. You caught us in yeah. a transitional time. I, sh- I didn't realize we were going live so soon, or else I would have said, sorry, I'm not going to prove you. Just go over here and do it in a new one. But whatever. The League 1861, Nick's 21, and Mike Old Cars, thank you for joining up. And go to the new website and start a new account on the new forums. And I will also thanks. Yeah, do it now. I'll also thank Rich for the PC upgrade info. And you know what? As much as I'm complaining about it, I probably will do it at some point. I just want to have a human being here in the room with me because I'm very nervous about trying to do it myself. And But we've already said all that. There's nothing more to say. I will thank everybody who's listening, and I will give a shout-out to Chinny because I hope everything's all right on his end. Um, and I will shout out Stu because he puts up with me every week, and he uh, does all the work to make the show happen. So, yay! And shout out to iPete yeah, for doing all the awesome work to make our new forums a reality. That's me done. There you go. Uh, I'll shout out you first, Duke, because I always think it's funny that when you get annoyed at me, you call me Stuart. Uh, yeah, well, I guess that's the sort of parent in me, even though I'm not a parent. You do. Stuart. You go, Stuart. Explain this to you. <laughs> What's your middle initial? So that kind of always. What's your middle name? It always makes me smile. Oh, well, I'm Stuart Fowler. Because that's what parents do when they're really mad, right? They use your full name. My dad doesn't have a full that's name right. or a middle that's name right. either. I don't. How about? No, I don't have a middle name. And All right, so what are your shout-outs? So they deep to give him brother up. Um, I'd also like to shout-out yeah. iPete, of course, for all the very hard work as our new community manager. Community, was it Uber God? I don't know what we call him. Whatever you said before, we'll call him Thank you. Yeah, for the new forums, and let's hope, let's get it active and get some sort of play dates and clubs and stuff going on. So shout out for that. I've also given him access to our uh, show notes, so he can leave little notes there for us to mention on the show. And he has them this week. He said, uh, uh, "Can you mention the game clubs for Destiny and Forza Check Horizon out the clubs Two? Clubs for Destiny and Forza uh, Horizon Two on the on the new forums." He says, "Desperately looking for new members. I think we should set up an Evolve yeah, one there as well." So we can get evolve, you get more people playing Evolve. So we'll set up a, cl- a game club for Evolve, so we can find new players to play with. Because I I desperately need people to play with. Um, when I was talking to Feng Chui, he was saying he has the same issue. He loves the game, but he can't get to play with yeah. other people. 
Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a problem. I'd also like to shout out Chinny this week, even though he hasn't uh, turned up. And uh, you know, again, I hope everything is okay. You know, joking aside and uh, uh, shouting at him earlier aside, <laughs> I hope that everything is fine and it's nothing major. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to shout him out for all the hard work he did on uh-huh. the uh, clip show, yeah. which I published this week. And I've got to say, it was kind of fun, like having a trip down memory lane and listening to all the stupid, crazy yeah. stuff that went on, you know, on the show. I have listened to all, all right. of it now, by Finally. the way. So I've listened to the whole show. So, and if you haven't, well, why, why, why haven't listen. you? What's wrong with you? Why would you listen to this but not that? Exactly. So if you haven't listened, uh, and I'd I'd like to shout out right because according. Uh, to the Podbean geographical stats, okay, 11% of our listeners are in the Can't United right, Arab dude. Emirates. I'm, t- I'm telling you, that's what it's saying. 3% in Australia and 3% in Canada, 56% in the United Kingdom, and 21% Somebody who can in call America. Somebody write oh, in and let us know why that's wrong. I just can't. Yeah, if you if you are I mean, listening, right, I'd love we've, to believe we've done that. This I just can't believe it. We've done this before, and no one's ever replied, and all sort of got in touch with us. Actually, we did have one listener. Remember, who got in touch with us? Who was in the in the United that. Arab Emirates? We did. We did have one listener who listened over there, and he has been in touch. He did. He did get in touch with us. Uh, but if you are in the United Arab Emirates and you listen to our show, uh, send us an email to podcast at veterangamers.co.uk. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Uh, podcast at veterangamers.co.uk because it'd be really cool to hear from someone who is actually listening to us in and the United Arab Emirates. And, how we got to and, be popular uh, over there. What the heck? Yeah, tell, tell us why you're listening to us over telling the truth about American foreign policy with the drones and stuff. And if you if you don't want to do that, you could send us a speak pipe. That'd be cool as well. And that's to speakpipe.com.gamers. Be able to understand it, but it would yeah, sound be cool. really we cool. Have, we've, we would have no idea what you were saying, but that'd be cool. So if you, if you do listen to us out there, uh, tell us why. It'd be, it'd be cool to find out why that is. So there you go. That's my shout-outs this week. And I can't think of anything else that we need to do apart yeah. from go. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, good night, much love. Stuart, I have something I have to say, but I need to say it very quietly because I don't want the Duchess to hear me, okay? Okay, listen. Okay. Yeah, I'm listening. Turn down for what? Turn down for what? All right, I know that's an old song, but I really, I don't know, I, I really like it today for some reason. It's my jam of the day. So why did you... So what's that going to do with the I just want to make sure people turn confused. their speakers up right before I played that really loud, obnoxious. Uh, it's a good, it's a good tune. I like it. It's a good tune. It's a good tune. I got, by the way, while I was when I was roller skating today, I got the DJ to play nice. Charlie the Prodigy. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, play some old school house music, you know, something cool. What? And you know what he did? He cut what? it off halfway through. I don't think he liked. What it. a loser! How I can you not like that song? I know. The song is the bomb. I know. I was like. But 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 he did replace it with Fat Boy Slim, oh, so good, it wasn't all bad. You don't need to replace it with anything. 
I know it's a good tune. I was like, people like this. Bit of old like. school house, and he was like, you know, it was. It, he's uh, quite young yeah, though. He's a young person. Guy. The DJ is quite young. Exactly, exactly. So I, I, when I go every week, I try and think of like really old tunes I can get them to did play. See if they've got it. Did you ever get into so Too I've Bad Mice? They're pretty. Too good. Bad Mice? No, I've never heard of it. I want to hear that. Never heard of that. I, I'll tell you what. I do get him to play what? occasionally. Um, have you heard uh, Dead Mouse? Uh, I've remember. heard some Dead Mouse. He doesn't really impress me much. Try it. Try it. Put, see if you can just pull up. I remember right, that's such a good song. It's a, it's one of my favorite. You know, like a tune that just kind of evokes like cooler beefer, like white sands and all that kind of stuff. It's just kind of got that vibe about it. You know what? Believe it or not, and this is rich coming from me, but I find Dead Mouse a little repetitive. Well, just like, I mean, just thing. put it on, put it forward a bit. Just put it forward a bit till he gets to the singing. It's cool. not bad it just feels i don't know like it kind of feels like the sort of thing that orbital had but orbital always made it more interesting i don't know listen give it a whole listen well, i might have really cool to listen to it right now but... it's a really cool track. i know you're not gonna listen to it right now but at some point give it <laughs> give it a listen yeah what are you listening to at the moment though what's, lupe what's fiasco has been my thing his new album amazing what here wait, what, is that? Play some some what is that place i don't even know what that is Mural is just such an amazing song. It blew my mind the first time I heard it. All right, here we go. Boo, 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 boo. I'll get to the part where he's actually rapping. Come on, come on, come on. Get chicken on the bond. Top cat chat, let's begin another yawn. Let's flying sauce and cheese, or is it chicken palm? The roosters don't fly like boosters don't buy. So what powers cowards to get them to the top? Just to fall asleep, listening to Bach. The ribbon in the sky is the ribbon that I drop. Dribbling the eye across the prism of a clock. That lacks meaning, but racks up stacks of fat reading. The cat's cheap and wrapped up plants from trap dealings. Now what's the coffin with a scratch ceiling? It's like... That song is nine minutes long, and it's all that kind of like impressive flow, mixing up the tempo and going double time on occasion. And it's just, do you know what, you know what it reminds me of that? You know what it makes me well, not necessarily reminds me of, but makes yeah. me think about. It makes me think about like you know sitting outside on a lazy summer's night just when yeah. the sun is like, going down. He gets with to a nice all cold sorts drink. of topics. It's amazing. Back up plan that can damn lakes back up. The word plain plan that the man states means I can still be the man if the dam breaks. And when the man breaks, some reflections what they can't face. But Pira still treat the mirror like it's a fan base. And he like goes from one topic to another and just seamless. It's so good. I love that song. Yeah, that is cool. By the way, did you did you see uh, oh, but do you know we've missed? I can't believe we've gone the whole show and missed the most important oh my thing goodness. that's happened this week. Oh my god, I can't believe it, uh, oh, Duke! I can't. Do you know? And I said to Millie, I said to Millie, I'm going to open ah, the show ah. with this tonight, and I forgot all about it. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? So, is it 
Is it oh, black and blue or sake. white and gold? That's done for this conversation. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for listening. <laughs> no, out of, out of interest, Goodbye. what do you see? Seriously, I'm no, not seriously, having this conversation. You Have you looked at yes, it? Have you I'm not talking about it. It's the dumbest thing in the world. What? Well, what color do you see? Seriously, what colors do you see? I just want to know. What do I'm you just, see? I need to know. Everybody's I see white and, white and gold, gold every time. No, no Millie sees black and blue. No, she did, seriously. And so did well, Kay. I, I don't even have this conversation. Well. Bye.